This week's episode of the Star Wars Report is brought to you by the good folks supporting us over on patreon.com slash Report. Let's do the show, folks. Gum, gum, gum. And who might you be? It's the Star Wars Report. Star Wars Report. Woo! Star Wars Report. The place for Star Wars news, features, interviews, and more. Then we can do something epic. Good morning. Good afternoon. Good evening. Please delete as appropriate. The Force. It's calling to you. Just let it in. Hey guys, and welcome back to the Star Wars Report podcast. Uh, I'm your host, Riley Blanton, and uh, I've got a treat for you guys. We're doing a retro throwback episode of the Star Wars Report podcast. This goes way back to the year 2015. In fact, the week before uh, the very first of the sequel trilogy, The Force Awakens, was released to theaters... Uh, What you're about to listen to is a, I would call it a commentary, but it's really more of a watch party um, that that, that we hosted for the Star Wars Report right before uh, The Force Awakens came out. We actually watched all three of the original trilogy uh, and live streamed it and and had a fun commentary, had on Friends of the Show. It was a great time. And uh, I just wanted to share that with you guys uh, and share a a little moment from the Star Wars Report archives. And I hope you guys enjoy that this week on the podcast. Uh, And the reason is I've actually been updating our episode directory. uh, And I was reminded of how much fun this night was. Uh, and that a lot of you guys may have not had the chance to to listen to this episode. Uh, so you can uh, check it out. Our, our full episode directories are currently up to date at StarWarsReport.com. You can click on episode directories, and I'll show you all of the old episodes, even the ones that are have way long since fallen off the podcast feeds and, and Apple Podcasts and all that stuff. So... Um, so here you go. We'll be doing some throughout the summer in 2021, some throwback episodes and highlights from the show. So enjoy this, the live watch party leading up to The Force Awakens of uh, Episode 4, A New Hope. You're listening to the Star Wars Report. I find your lack of faith disturbing. But it's not just me here. It's uh, some amazing uh, co-hosts with me. Uh, I'm going to start off with my good buddy from the Star Wars Report podcast. He's also the host of Beyond the Films and one of my co-founders of the website. It's Mr. Marcus uh, Julius Herlaminius III. (laughs) You were really close, too. I was like, whoa, he's actually going with the S for once. Yeah, two out of three founders. Not too bad, not too bad. (laughs) Absolutely, man, absolutely. Uh, and then also joining us is a good friend and also host of uh, the Cloud City Casino podcast here on the Star Wars Report Network. It's Mr. Bruce Gibson. Yes, I am here, and I'm paused on the Lucasfilm logo because we don't want to get too used to the 20th century logo anymore. That's true. We've skipped right past it. We're getting ready for it. <laughs> and also joining us here, uh, joining us on the phone, it's Mr. Erish Chernevice. Uh Star Wars fans know him as that guy who goes on Geek Out Loud all the time and talks about movies. <laughs> How you guys doing? Uh, doing great, Eris. Thanks so much for joining us. Thanks for inviting me. It's going to be an absolute blast. So it's going to be very simple, folks. If you're uh, uh, listening or watching along at home, it's uh, we're going to do a three, two, one, go. And on the word go, we're all going to hit play and then watch Star Wars. So, in three, two, 
one, go. There we go. Wait for it. A long time ago, in a galaxy far, far away. For audio latency. There we go. All right, now it now it's catching up. Oh man, it is a new hope, folks. Let it begin. You know what yeah, I think? I'm, I still remember the first time I saw it say "A New Hope," and I was like, "Hey, something's different." Like before the age of the internet, where you had to find these things out like after the fact if you lived up in the middle of nowhere in the mountains with no power, like I did. Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah, no, yeah when I first saw A New Hope on there, I was like, wait, I don't remember seeing that before. How did I miss that? But it wasn't <laughs> there before. <laughs> Absolutely. In fact, um, Bruce, did you see it in theaters in 77? I did. My uh, dad took me in 77. Wow. Nice. Was it? Um, so right now I'm reading the book, um, How Star Wars Conquered the Universe. And I'm learning just how, what a feat it was. Uh, on on the folks at uh, Lucasfilm, the the budding Lucasfilm, to in so few theaters create such a huge demand in such a short amount of time. Yeah, as a matter of fact, my parents went to see Star Wars on a date night, and I never heard of it. And then the next morning, they come home, and my dad's like, "I think you'll like this movie. It has a gold guy in it that's like a robot, and I think you'll like it." And I was like, "What? That sounds weird." <laughs> and so he took me the next night, and I was blown away. Yeah, no, exactly. It's it's amazing. So what I'm going to do is it's it's not going to be perfect in terms of uh, audio quality, but I am going to uh, point the microphone over towards my wonderful Lego cam and uh, build an X-Wing, which won't be showing up till later in the movie. Uh, and I'm just going to turn up the gain on the old mic to make sure... Make sure it picks up okay. There we oh, there we go. Room audio. Can you guys hear me okay? Yep. Awesome. Pretty good, pretty good. Awesome sauce, man. Check, check, one, two. There we go. You know, I always love playing on this ship in Battlefront 2. I don't know. There's something about the small captivity of it all. <laughs> You're like, oh my god, Vader's after me. I can't escape. <laughs> And I gotta also say, I never was a fan of those helmets. Not not my favorite. I do like the new Battlefront Rebellion style helmets that the uh, Rebels are rolling with. Much, yeah. much more improved. <laughs> no, no, I, I'm, a, I'm a big fan. What's... Man, um... It's amazing, because the two models of those ships are actually... Uh, the the uh, Star Destroyer is actually smaller than the Tana 4. In real life, when they built it, Erish, where were you when um, where were you when you first saw this? I was in a theater. I was seven years old in a theater in 1977, Denver, Colorado. Nice. Um, this is the first movie that I can that I actually remember seeing in the theater, and I I, I can remember just sitting there during this whole sequence, just like, what is going on? Like, because I'd never seen anything like this before. And then this door blows up and 
all of a sudden these guys in white armor start coming through and I just remember sitting in the balcony next to my dad and I had a hoodie on and like I had the hood up over my head and pulled down in front of my face like half covering my face because I was like so frightened by what I was seeing I didn't know what I was seeing well, and, and then uh, Vader comes stepping through the door and I was just like what is this I was losing it no man and then I've been hooked ever since I'm Man, it's and it's such a war movie right at the beginning. It's it drops you so much into the action just in these first few minutes, in a way that's just insane. It's just amazing. Well, back in those days, I I had only seen rated G movies, so I was nervous going to this the first time because it was PG, and I'm like, oh my gosh, I've never been to a PG movie before because I'd only seen yeah. like Disney movies. Exactly, like Apple Dumpling Gang and stuff like that. Those are the kind of movies that my parents would take me and my sister to. My brother was, he would, he, I don't even know if he was a, my brother yet at this point. I think he was born like, he, yeah, he was born a few months after Star Wars came out. Um, wow. But my dad used to take my sister and I, she was five at the time, you know, to the, the G-rated Disney movie. So this was really like the first PG yeah, man, it's um, it is kind. Of, I mean, and there's some really intense moments in this movie. First PG movie I'd seen as well, and I didn't see this until like the end of the summer. It was like August when I finally got to see it. So it's it's kind of weird where nowadays it's like you have to see a movie on like the opening weekend, but with yeah. this one, you know, it just it was it was just in the theaters for like a year. I know, because like now the idea of a movie running long is like, um, like Guardians of the Galaxy oh, stayed in a long time, yeah. and it was like, oh, it stayed in for like three whole months. <laughs> well, haven't they announced for the Force Awakens that the the Blu-ray is coming out in April? Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, I, I think there's a good chance that the movie is still going to be playing in the theaters at the time that the Blu-ray comes out. Definitely in second run theaters. <laughs> That'll be crazy. Definitely in the second run. So, folks in the chat, what I want you to do is let me know if um, <laughs> let me know if there's much of an echo because I've got I've got my gain turned up so much on the mic so it can catch me kind of doing stuff around the studio. Uh, let me know if there's an echo and I can turn the gain down. Uh, and I'll just keep an eye on the chat as well. And then I'm gonna actually turn the the chat up. So if you guys have questions or commentary, we'll we'll make this an interactive th an interactive deal as we uh, as we watch the movie, man. You know, I got to agree real quick with Bobby about the uh, X-Wings of the original trilogy being second place now by the new Force Awakens X-Wings. I love playing with the little die-cast ones I have here on my desk and stuff because they open and close unlike the uh, regular ones. But <laughs> i that was the one thing I was missing the most about the prequel trilogy was the X-Wings. Yeah. And now there's a there, now there's an in-depth conversation taking place about the ap Apple Dumpling Gang. Hey, I loved the Apple Dumpling <laughs> Gang growing up. <laughs> nice. <laughs> and then there was the Apple Dumpling Gang rides again. So there were two movies. Yeah. <laughs> not to forget, not to forget. Yeah, but well, there was as the guy that grew up on the hill without any power, did you guys ever watch the Peanut Butter Solution? Because I remember getting a, a a ripped VHS tape of that as a kid and being like, "That's some trippy I stuff." I don't remember that one, but Escape from Witch Mountain was another one. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, it was in that. that that yeah, that movie. With, yeah, it was that Dwayne Johnson movie, right? The, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <right>. Oh. <laughs> uh, and all the like a Darby O'Gill and the little people too. And already they're placing bets in the chat about me not um, 
uh, just forgetting about le- the Legos as I get grossed in the Legos. movie. I know, I, I know. I've got to enter- entertain the people or something like that. <laughs> How many films will it take Riley to finish this Lego? <laughs> like, like I- I'm watching you all twitchy on Twitch because of my uh, bad internet connection, and it's like, where's the Lego action? I know, man. I've got to... I officially now have the Lego cam going, uh, and uh, I'm just, I'll tell you what guys, I'm just happy this is all working. Also, if you can see the Twitch then, man, take a look at the new backdrop. I just did that today, and I'm so excited about it. It's pretty impressive. Uh, it's basically one of the uh, calendars that I just laminated all the months once uh, last year was over. So here's the, here's the trouble, guys. Especially if you're watching the video version of this, I'm gonna eh, check check. Um, you're gonna see I got a lot of these, and it's just sorted Legos by color. So that is literally my only starting point. That and these instructions. That's all I have. So what's interesting about this film is that I remember when I first watched it, it was the um, second Star Wars film I saw. So this was after The Phantom Menace. And I always thought that um, uh, it was super slow paced because it starts off with such a bang with the first five minutes or so. But this is the first chance where it really kind of slows down and you get to follow C-3PO and R2-D2. And what's strange about the whole um, concept of the way the film is structured is that we don't even get to see the protagonist for another few minutes. And, and, like, early audiences would have been right to think that maybe these robots were the main characters. So, Riley, when you Wait. saw this, this was, what, 2004-ish, 2005? Yeah, right in that time, yeah. So d- how did this play for you? Was it too slow? Did it feel like an old movie, or did the pacing feel... Uh, did it work for you when you watched it? It was, it was definitely um, a lot slower paced than what I was used to. Because uh, you're talking about a kid who grew up in the age where the popular films during the time that I was kind of middle and early high school aged around that time, you're talking the Pirates of the Caribbean, you're talking you know Lord of the Rings. Those are the things that I remember all my friends being really excited about. So like, filmmaking was is so different now. But I'll still say this: even now, um, it's just insane how well the last act of this movie is, and I think that's the one that really holds up the most. The whole Death Star onwards, once they're on board the Death Star, that really kind of moves at a fast pace. But it does get kind of slow here in parts of the beginning. That's where I fall a victim to my fandom. I just kind of skip to my favorite scenes in the films. <laughs> I'm like, oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. want to get past to the sand. I want to get to the sand crawler. Yeah. How many? How often do you guys uh, actually watch these? Uh, end up watching these movies. Now that I got it on Blu-ray, I'm starting to watch them more. Mm-hmm. Uh, but what I tend to do, though, is I put – they're like the perfect background noise when I'm cleaning and tinkering around. So I'll put them on and I'm not really watching as much as I would like to uh, because I've watched them so much. But even though they're Blu-ray now and I got the new TV and everything, like I'm still seeing new things when I do sit down. But yeah. sitting down and watching it from start to finish is really hard at my house. <laughs> I keep wanting to get up and do something else while I'm doing it because of how often I've watched them. Yeah, I probably watch them about once every two to three months, sitting down, actually sitting there watching them. But there's times that I'm watching it in the bathroom when I'm showering because we actually have a TV with a 
Blu-ray player in the bathroom. So while I'm taking a shower <laughs> and getting really? ready for work, I'm playing it in the background. You bastard. That's awesome. Um, <laughs> I, I, I can't follow that. I was going to say, okay then. Well, it's either that or the apple dumpling game. Well, <laughs> <laughs> well said, sir. What's funny is I, uh, I'm trying to remember, um, really until this last year, um, I would watch these movies maybe uh, once or twice a year. Even in, the, even in the last three, four years that I've done podcasting, um, I would only watch them, yeah, like say once or twice a year. Because there's, to me, I, I, there was never really a time that I watched these movies a billion times in a row. There was one movie growing up that my dad introduced me to that I think we watched three or four times in the span of a weekend. And that was the Fighting Prince of Donegal, <laughs> which he brought oh. home from uh, Blockbuster one day. Interesting. That's a whole nother. Uh, See, I would say I've this never, and Lord I've of the Rings. I played. Yeah, oh. I played my PlayStation Two to death on those. I was just like, uh. hey, I um, you know, my nephew, my youngest nephew, he uh, he just turned seven. He's really been into all the Star Wars stuff for the last couple of years. And he kind of goes through phases here and there. But um, I kind of ch- catch them in chunks now when I'm out visiting with him. Because he'll just have it on in the background while he's playing. And, uh, and so, I'll, you know, it's Star Wars. You have to stop and watch for at least a couple minutes. Um, so that's pretty much how I've been seeing them the last few years is in bits and pieces here and there, watching it uh, while I'm playing with my nephew. Yeah, definitely. Hey, Mr. Bobby hey, Roberts just, is in the chat. I just got a message from Teresa. She wants to know if uh, you want her on this thing. She's free now. Oh, she's free now? Uh, thanks yeah. for letting me know. Let me... Let me do this real quick and jump to the old Skype machine. But up, boo. Teresa. Ta- Teresa. Everyone has to, when they say hello, ter- Teresa has to be Teresa. All right? Teresa. Teresa. Let's see. Yep, yep, wait. I am free. Teresa. Teresa, yay. Hey. Teresa. Yay. Hola, Teresa. ¿Cómo está? Muy bien. Teresa, how's it going? Gracias. ¿Y tú? ¿Y ustedes? That's about the extent of my seventh grade Spanish class. And we're done. ¿Dónde es la biblioteca? See, I know what that means. Barely. Teresa. That. If you, um, you right now, if you jump onto the, if you look at the Twitch, you'll kind of know where we are generally, uh, but we're not really following super close. I keep almost building Lego and then getting distracted and talking. Yeah, I was hearing myself on the Twitch and in my ear, so I paused it. <laughs> so I'm just gonna hang out. <laughs> there's a, there's definitely there's a mute button if you need it on on the on the Twitch, but uh, oh yeah, I, 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 I muted helps. the Twitch. <clears throat> where is it? Uh, should be center screen over the, uh, the problem is, is that with this X-Wing that I'm trying to construct is that, um, it's partially constructed and I feel like maybe I should have just started from scratch. No, I think I'll, I, it's, I, I'm going to use that to my advantage here. 
I just have to kind of piece together the parts that I can. Do do do. I'm just gonna watch from what's on the twitchy thing. <laughs> the twitchy thing. <laughs> okay. Uh. <clears throat> Twitching good times. I don't know. I keep thinking of things to use with the word twitch. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's. I, I'm a big fan. It's uh, now that I've kind of got it working. I've got a really cool um, studio set up here. I've got, uh, and you're gonna have like a 30 second delay, Teresa. But I've got like uh, s lights that I'm gonna show show the people uh, set up, and I have to actually. How do I see a chat? Do I actually have to go to twitch.com or something? There would be twitch.tv slash Riley Blanton, or... Oh, that that's, that's where your chat is? Uh, yes, or you can go to uh, starsport.com slash live and just click on the video there, and it'll uh, it'll take well, you through there. I'm looking at the video there, but I don't see the chat. Yeah, you have to click on it. It's sort of like an embedded YouTube video. It'll uh, If you click on it through, it'll take you to the Twitch channel itself for the people. Oh, I see. It's like magic. I, I was I was looking for you on the people's mixelplex, but <laughs> on the mixel no mixer mixer. I no call it the people's mixelplex. Mixelplexy. I like, just like to say random things. Mm -hmm. So how was Pat past the corn yesterday, Mr. Irish? It was good. It's good. We had we skipped November, so we had a lot to talk about. True. Is so there anything besides like Star it. Wars that's worth seeing in theaters this uh, month? That shows that movie Sisters. <laughs> there's uh, there's actually a lot of great stuff coming up. Um, you know, I'm kind of curious about Krampus this weekend, just uh -huh. because it's like a Christmas horror movie. Um, but next weekend is the Ron Howard um, uh crazy whale movie in the heart of the sea which i'm really excited to see and then uh, I love... and then oh go ahead and then christmas day is uh tarantino's new movie the hateful eight oh, i'm a huge tarantino fan yeah, so very excited for that. for that that's gonna be amazing uh, yeah. there's a movie called the big short that's got an amazing cast brad pitt and uh a Christian Bale and Ryan Gosling and Steve Carell about the guys who were kind of the first guys to discover that huge housing bubble banking scandal thing that is getting great reviews and looks really good. Um, and then a new Alvin and the Chipmunks movie, The Road Chip. Heck yeah. It's going to give Star Wars a run for its money on uh, December 18th. <laughs> Along with oh. Tina Fey and Amy Poehler. Did you see that video that they did um, parodying the, the San Diego Comic Con behind the scenes reel? Tina Fey and Amy no. Poehler. It is hilarious. Um. <laughs> I love that they're they're using a hashtag like "Why not see both?" <laughs> yeah, it's basically they, it's them sitting in the chair there and they putting on fake British accents and they're and they're just being like, "It's so real." As you sat back and it's it's a one foot in the pre-digital world and it's Tina Fey sitting there and they're doing like pre-digital mock-ups of random comedy bits from the movie it's funny it cracked me up. Uh, they've had a really great sense of humor about you know going up against Star Wars so yeah uh, 
So, Eric, you're a Tarantino fan. Did do you ever watch Four Rooms? I I saw it way way back when it first came out, and I've only seen it the one time. Okay, what about Reservoir Dogs? Yes, it's okay, been a while they, since they, I've seen it. I've seen it multiple times. I want to say they're both on Netflix right now, but one of the things I love is Tim Roth was in both movies. And at the beginning of Four Rooms, they have the Quentin Tarantino logo of them in Reservoir Dogs, the four of them walking. And right. Tim Roth's character walks forward. He, like, pulls off that suit and has his bellhop suit on the in inside. But as a Tarantino fan, you had to know the other film to get the reference. And I always just loved right. it. So I was just curious. I'm a huge – only in the last year or two. But I, when Django Unchained came out, I think that was the first Tarantino film I saw. And it was so good. So good. Nice. Yeah, the recent Rebels episode where uh, Rex and Kanan got blasted by Ezra uh, on Rebels Roundtable, we would liken that to Four Rooms because I had never laughed so hard uh, since Four Rooms. There's a scene called the Misbehaviors Room in Four Rooms that just, I literally laugh so hard I almost vomit every time I watch it. And when Kanan's like, you shot us, I I just lose it every time. We watch that on loop. My my daughter videotaped me because I was literally, I just keep laughing and laughing to the point where it's like my lungs just start to vomit up my throat. And of course, they all find it hilarious, but. <laughs> yeah, hey, for Riley, me, it's. Uh... In this room that you're in. What's up? I said, do you sleep in this room that you're in right now? I mean, maybe. <laughs> that might creep me out with all the people looking at me. <laughs> well, so what what you're not saying is that I'm my my room is divided, by so my dorm room slash bedroom slash studio, slash uh, everything else, uh, is divided by a giant uh, L desk L shaped desk, and uh, the problem is is that you can't really see any of the awesome stuff. In fact, what I'm going to do for the folks watching live, I'm going to take the Lego cam for a second, and turn it around at what I see when I'm broadcasting, which is. There's the computer, but this, so you're showing everybody your bedroom. Cool. I mean, room tours are a big thing on YouTube. It's gonna go viral. Um, so you get to see. <laughs> and there are some of the displays that I have uh, for the L-shaped desk, and it divides the room between the studio portion and the bedroom portion. So I've kind of turned it into two rooms, which is not cool. Oh, and then there's the. What's funny is that one camera is like super uh, overwhelmed by the light, and the other one. What was that banging? That would be my microphone. This is good guitar. No. You know, it's the wire on his microphone. I got oh, one is too. It, is it? Is it the musical portion of the movie? <laughs> uh, something like that. Something yeah, this like is where it gets 2001 like Space it, Odyssey like. The cherry. Oh, you be careful. That had sir. no stem. Animal House fans? Nope. <laughs> that would be my husband's. Yeah, yeah. Actually, Oregon Ducks, uh, we're huge Animal House fans. They play Shout uh, that, third quarter. That Have you seen the Nike Oregon Ducks yes. uh, video? Yes. Freaking With Mariota's? That's awesome. <laughs> like all the Oregon alum in it. It's just yeah. fantastic. Yeah, my dad. See, my dad. He's he's a huge football fan. So whenever I, we go and do anything, I drag him everywhere because he's always pointing out that stuff. He's like, "Oh, and that's so and so, and that's so and so." And I'm like, "It's like when me and Riley are watching Star Wars. He's throwing out the actors' names, and I'm like, oh, okay, yeah.'" 
like I just know him as Luke. No, but but I know that you know Mark Hamill plays the Joker, so I remember his name. <laughs> Speaking of Mark Hamill, he favorited some of my tweets yesterday. <gasps> but still, my heart. Was it you yesterday? know, Mark Hamill is just so yeah. awesome. Wait, wait, wait. We're all around. like, we're all like one separation away from Mark Hamill on Twitter now because we know you. Is that what yes. you're saying? Yes. Wow. Mark wow. Hamill held my baby girl. I'm so Yay. stoked by that. And then he thought he had seen my oldest one a few times at Celebration. I'm like, just say yes, Taylor. Just say yes. That's <laughs> uh, hilarious. Well, and then we, we published... gave uh, Peter Mayhew our, our elevator trip because he rolled up right after us and we were like, yeah, hey, go ahead. And I'm like, oh, my God, that was Peter Mayhew. I'm going to die. Riley's good friends with Peter Mayhew now. I am. I text him uh, every week. Riley appears to be good friends with everybody these days. Vanessa Marshall, like, just... Oh, uh, no, I've all, got that covered. All <laughs> these things showing up on social medias. Yeah, I was going to say, Teresa's got the... Riley and his besties. <laughs> uh, I still remember the old... Uh, 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 Jimmy Mack. No, it was all Jason and Pete days of early Star Wars podcasting when they did an entire bit on uh, like, what if there was a reality show of who's more grizzled, Owen Lars or uh, Owen Lars or his father, Kleeg. Uh And it's a tough competition. I'll be honest. <clears throat> all right. I have just signed up with Twitch, so I'm now in the chat. Hey! hey. I, I did it too. Uh, it's I'm just enjoying the uh, two suns. You know, my, my son was the other day. He's like, the moon's in the sky. I'm like, you've never noticed that? Like, that's anytime the daytime, the moon is out and it's full and big. I'm like, I live in a Star Wars world. <laughs> oh, for the first time, I don't have the Lego pieces in my wonderful, somewhat preserved dish of partially constructed X-Wing. So now I have to dig into the actual bin of Lego. And I'm disappointed with this fact. All right, we we got to talk about the movie here for a second. Oh, please do. In fact, uh, Arish, you're the Oh, official. yeah, there's a movie. That, that was just one of my favorite scenes where Luke's, like, looking off at the sunset, and the music is just beautiful there. I just – I love that shot. I love that whole little sequence. Well, and what, right before he runs out of the building, too, the speeder inside the garage is the same speeder they were using on Rebels to uh, chase down the Athorians. I was like, I was – where did I see that speeder? Now I know. Well, and he comes into the garage and, like, he hits the his little remote control in his hand and all of a sudden 3PO, like, jots, jots up out of nowhere. It took me, <laughs> I don't know how, like, decades to figure out that, like, that was the restraining bolt that he was activating on 3PO. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I've been tased. <laughs> what is it, Master Pretty much, Luke? yeah. He should have used I it more often. Restraining bolts on. work. What'd you say, they shut down the uh, droids. Well, I mean, there's various different ones. We saw Hondo use basically a hyper one on all of uh, uh, what's his name's uh, crew on Rebels, the broken horn guy. And I think that they can set like uh, perimeters that it won't allow a droid to like leave a certain radius, things like that. That's why R2 gets him to take it off because R2, you know, is planning his escape. So he couldn't leave the Lars estate with that restraining bolt on. Yeah. 
You know, I got to give props to Battlefront in the aspect of Tatooine, man. That that game really nails the look of these canyons. Uh, when you play the space battle or aerial battle in the in the X-wings and A-wings and stuff, man, you really get some great views of the place. It's a small world after all. <laughs> jingle shells, jingle shells. R2 got away. Joker stole the Batmobile. <laughs> Let's see. So, Riley, you're watching Star Wars and building Legos mm -hmm. and not taking care of your sister who is sick with strep throat. Uh, I'm. He's he's in quarantine or or the safe zone. <laughs> it's I, I what are, what is Teresa's prescription of action? <clears throat> um, check on your sister and make sure she's okay. Okay, I'll be right back. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think he put a restraining bolt on her, so she's not going to go anywhere. He put a restraining huh. bolt on her. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there's that wall. There, uh, I remember talking about beat the up wall. By a stick. It's Wait, that rock wasn't always there. No? Star Wars this, I knew the rock was I mean, was the one rock cave. from R2's point of view is, but when you're looking at R2 from outside the cave, that's the new addition. I have an update. It's just one of those that makes me scratch my head. Like, I don't really have an issue with it. My, my, my biggest little tiny complaint is that later we're going to see the escape pod have the, or, or earlier, I guess I should say, where the escape pod has the blue lid where they never went back and fixed that. It's like, we keep adding little changes, but we're not going to fix that one. I'm like, come on. I believe when uh, the troopers lift up and it looks like it's like it's in the background. You can still see it blue. I have an update. Like, I don't, I don't mind uh, Ewoks yes. blinking, but that, whoo. Uh, Bethany lied and looked over at me and said she was doing okay. And then she drearily nodded because she has strep throat and she's not. So <laughs> now you know, Teresa. And, and the world knows I'm too, fine. thanks to you. Riley, I'm okay. Seriously. I'm it's okay. it's okay. just a cough. <laughs> I need a lozenge, that's all. <laughs> just go play with your life. <laughs> <laughs> Are you supposed to be that? Was that like Bane? Because that's kind of what it's like. That was Batman. Or, you ever watch Neighbors, the Neighbors or whatever, when uh, they're arguing over Batman, which Batman was better, Keaton or Bale? And they're like, I'm Batman. No, I'm Batman. I'm Batman. No, I'm Batman. <laughs> uh, no, 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 no. Bobby oh Roberts. Gosh, guys. If yeah. you're listening to this, Bobby Roberts, send me a message on Skype. <laughs> so, guys, I got Lego Dimensions. And there is oh, yeah, a scene where the Batman, the where the Batman's like start cat fighting with each other, like hand slapping each other, <laughs> like nice. the Batman from the Lego Movie, and then the gray Batman that's in the game. They're like, "I'm Batman, no one Batman, no one Batman," and then they do this little arm thing, like fighting each other. <laughs> the old, the old, I'm not looking and I'm walking forward slap that <laughs> Bart and Lisa perfected on The Simpsons. No, like the, you know, like when they perfect, like girls fighting, you know, when they like stick their hands out in front of each other and like flail them. Yeah, yeah. Me and my friend, like uh, uh, Sheila, like used to do that in the back of a car all the time. But we'd, we'd get all salty, like, stop it! Don't you do that to me! <laughs> you gotta have a friend that you can slap around without slapping them around, you know? 
<laughs> I sometimes fulfill that role for people. Go ahead, slap me. Uh, all right, crisis averted. Um, I thought that I was missing two X-Wings. The, the wings, the actual wings. Fortunately, they're in Lego tub number two. Lego tub. So is this, like a, Lego is this a Lego, like a new one, or is this one that you put in tubs and you're rebuilding? Yeah, this is one that I put in tubs and that I'm rebuilding. Why am I calling these things yeah. tubs? These are they are totes. I don't know why. <laughs> totes, they're tubs. tubs, they're Tupperware. Um, yeah. No, this is uh, the first big Lego set that I ever got. My mom got me for my six, 15th birthday, 16th birthday in, so 2000, yesterday. in 2004 or 5. Oh, <laughs> shut up, Teresa. <laughs> you're, like, you're like four years older than I am. Happy birthday <laughs> to you. That was the best reaction. See, this is what you're going to get when you have Riley here watching the movie with me. I get those raw reactions. Shut up. <laughs> yeah. At Good some Jesus. point, I just want to see Riley drop and give us 20. Oh, it'll, uh, careful. <laughs> um, I'm going to say it really authoritatively. You'll be like, yeah. Clinton, drop and give us 20. Drop and give us 20. Like, so like, you could have done it. <laughs> You just got to adopt the Full Metal Jacket guy's voice. And it'll just, like, out of instinct, just, like, go, like, yes, sir. <laughs> <laughs> All right, peanut drop, give me 40. <laughs> this is so true. Uh, yeah, I just literally this last week wrapped up ROTC, uh, which makes me very excited because that means it's just finals, which end this coming week, and then the movie. Because after finals means driving to Austin, which makes me very excited. Speaking you know what I call that, ROTC? That really fine shirt. Can you hold that logo up close to the camera for me? Wait, which one? This? The the one on the breast of your shirt there. What is that? That looks that is, very um, second airborne-like. It does. It is not a second airborne. It is, in fact, a uh, Red Horse Civil Engineering Squadron out of Tyndall Air Force Base in Florida that I visited in 2012. Send cadet. me a picture of that up close, because I'm going to find something really cool for the second Airborne logo, and, and I'm liking the outer design of that, at least. Mm -hmm. I don't know about the inner side, but i got to make something Star Warsy and militant-like that represents our second Airborne, because I want a, something we really need a cool. patch. That's what we need. Yeah. So, has anybody ever noticed that in the scene we just were watching right now, Luke waves around the lightsaber all, like, really flimsy. He's like... Ooh, look at look at the light. He's like, ooh, <laughs> I'm Luke Skywalker. I just want to go to Tashi Station. He's never seen a lightsaber before. Give him a break. <laughs> we don't think he's seen If we'd never seen a lightsaber before and open it up, like we'd all be like, wow, like all slow motion with it, and then we would start hacking stuff up. No, well, I think about it like this: it when I have my it. force, yeah, when I have my force effects one on. You know, it's really heavy because of the blade. But when I have my other one, the one that the hilt comes free, and I'm just holding the hilt, and then I imagine, okay, now if that blade was ignited and there's nothing there, this is exactly how light it would feel. And the way Luke's whipping it around, like, it reminds me of a YouTube video where the kid gets one for Christmas and he's whipping it around and the grandma's in the back seat and she gets cut up four parts and starts falling apart. You're like, oh my god, this thing is lethal as heck. <laughs> That's really random, Mark. This is yeah. cutting up grandmas. You know, grandma already got run over by a reindeer. Yeah, now she got hacked up by a lightsaber. 
Uh, speaking of random, so 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 Riley, I gotta go back to the ROTC thing real quick. Okay. Have you had your Have you had your officer and a gentleman moment yet, where you just walk into a factory and like pick a woman up and let her put your hat on, and then you walk out with her? Uh, still waiting for that to happen. Uh, <laughs> that's not yet. <laughs> As Joe Cocker's like playing in the background. Uh, nope. Someday. Someday I will be. <laughs> well, the Force is what gives a Jedi his power. It surrounds us, <laughs> penetrates us, and binds the galaxy together. Hello there. Man, Alec Guinness was really crotchety <laughs> about this whole thing. <laughs> Teresa, have yeah, you but read you how... and McGregor nailed the transition. Teresa, have you read um, How Star Wars Conquered the Universe? No. Ah, so good. I've I'm on a blackout. It's, I mean, it's not about this movie. I'm just, <laughs> you're not, not kidding about anything. the blackout. Like, you're super hardcore now. I'm not, I don't, I'm not reading any of the short stories that are coming out that keep getting sent to me in PDF form. Like, I am not reading anything. Nothing. I'm done. I shut it down. Aftermath's no, going to have to wait. No, she's all like, no, shut them all down. Shut wait, it all why down. The- what do you mean, why? You why? Because I I need to just go into the movie with the excitement that I have. If I keep watching stuff and everything, my excitement level is going to go down. It's not going to make me more excited. It's going to make me so more... Like watching, okay. watching, I get with that because I'm in the same. But the books right now, they, they said back at Celebration that they were going out of their way to make everything be where you're not going to be spoiled if you read the books going into the theater that it's all background stuff that you'll be like oh that's what the book meant kind of stuff yes, it's see, it's going I'm, just, I'm channeling I'm just channeling my star my current star wars energy I am not indulging in anything else I said no I think I you, know, uh, <laughs> you know you uh, know just have to break in for a second and say you know who is bothering to consume everything that's uh, Bobby Roberts ladies and gentlemen Hi. <laughs> Hi, Bobby. <laughs> How's hey, it going, Bobby? sir? I thought I was getting a message or something. I'm actually, I'm now ruining your commentary. This is good. This is, this is great. <laughs> yeah. The message is you're part of it. Our, our, our commentary about Riley and the ROTC. This is pretty much, <laughs> this, is, this is the deal. I thought I would be sitting back just kind of letting you guys uh, talk about the movie and joining in occasionally, building my Lego set, and here I am explaining my job as physical fitness officer. <laughs> I'm just here wanting to eat more pumpkin pie. I didn't get enough pumpkin pie. Ooh, who has pie? Give me you pie. need to channel Vader more, you know. Don't make me find your lack of faith disturbing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We're still waiting so for the push-ups. Who was it that says that you think I have a good idea? Wait, what? Or, uh, what? Oh, I said you had a good idea. Because I've been reading the, the Journey to the Force Awakens novels, but, you know, I think that they're going to be better to be read after the movie because then you'll get all the references. Yeah, you'll pick up on, on some of the stuff some of the the things that we're planting in there. Yeah. See, and that's well, why like I was thinking that they I... put the last two books of Aftermath off because it was like, okay, you got book one of the series as part of the Journey of the Force Awakens, but the next two are going to come out after the fact. And I was like, man, I really hope that they planned that so they could just, you know, really lace the next two with, you know, references to it or build well, up right. to it. So, Teresa, authors to have some semblance of a life. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. This is so true. All right, Teresa, you're controversial. Well, Do you know this? 
I am because I don't happen to enjoy when falcons fly with destiny. Oh, it's a thing now. <laughs> yeah, I know because I'm all down for the techno. You're you, you know. but uh, I, I love the techno. I'm, I'm with Teresa. I miss the techno. But, I'm a techno guy. Riley, <laughs> Mark, don't betray me. How dare you, sir? <laughs> Riley, did you listen to the latest Rebel Yell when I was like, I'm just gonna come out and say it. I don't like it. <laughs> I did. I did. Um, I did indeed. No, that's why. Have you listened to uh, uh, what was it, the Thursday episode of Star Wars Tonight? No, I was actually listening to the Wednesday one today. Okay, uh, that would be you know. Now you know why you you started getting all the tweets. Uh. <laughs> yeah. No, I know why. I figured. I figured you'd said something. But um, I've read. Um, I've read Lost Stars. I was gonna say. So like, I'm gonna. I get those references, but I have. Um, I managed to get uh, Aftermath on audiobook, and so I'm, I just decided. You know what? I'm just gonna wait. Since I haven't read it yet, I'm just gonna wait. Waiting. Anyway, anyway. Falcons fly with destiny. Where are we at in the movie right now? Uh, all right, so uh, we are uh, approximately. Troopers are walking in. We're to help you out. Burned, coming uh, in on land. Burned, uh, burned uh, and, uh, Uncle Owen or, and Aunt Or Bobby, Peru. I can make it super easy and just say that we are 41 minutes and 20 seconds in. I like that. We will discuss the location of your hidden rebel base. And now, uh, you know, Vader's visiting Leia and herself. Yeah, so we're we're about to get to the uh, the floating mini Death Star with the syringe. Yeah, no. <laughs> okay, okay. Uh, little, little known secret: everyone thought that Vader was being mean here, but really he understands that Leia has low blood sugar, and that that syringe is full <laughs> of insulin. He's just trying to make sure that she is regular for the torture that she's going to be undergoing later. I mean, there's nothing bad in the little ball. Just wants to make sure that was- she's not fluctuating. Well, the other thing that I find interesting here is Vader is in the room. So why do you need an interrogator droid? Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> and, and the that fact is... that he never notices that there's, like, some kind of connection. Like, hey, this is half of my flesh and blood, you know? I mean, that's my <laughs> DNA, but it's not ringing any bells whatsoever. Well, to be to be fair, at that point, nobody making the films, much less any of the characters in the movies True. had any idea that anyone was related to anybody. Leia didn't yeah. become Luke's until like 1981. That was the first time that idea had popped into play. So at this point, watching Star Wars, uh, nobody's related to anybody. Darth Vader Bobby, doesn't have kids. Bobby, have, just you, a uh, have you by any chance read um, How Star Wars Conquered the Universe? You know what? I think I was supposed to get like a, a promo copy and it never came, and then I never actually went out to the store and grabbed it, and I feel like not only uh, a bad friend because of that, because Chris Taylor's been so good to us in the show, but I, I feel oh, like a, just well, a bit of a dummy in general, because that hey, is supposed to be one uh, of Bobby, the best um, books about Star Wars, period. Well, Bobby, I have to tell you, uh, I'm going to give you some ammunition here, because I literally yeah. met Chris Taylor at the bottom of oh. the Hilton uh, at Celebration Anaheim, and he gave me a copy and autographed it when I told him I hadn't read it yet, and it took oh, me till now... Copy. Until it took me until now to finally get the audible version because I never have time to read anything besides school books. So I'm finally now uh, devouring it this week on audible. I'm a little more than halfway through. Wait a minute. So, so you're he gave you got you... Bobby's physical copy, man. <laughs> Not only that, he, he got a copy that was autographed by the man who wrote it and he still didn't read it. So what I'm telling you is, yes, I'm terrible. Uh, I am absolutely I'm, terrible. I'm amazed that you guys are all missing the fact that this happened during a clandestine meeting at the bottom of the hill. 
<laughs> it was the podcast meetup. It was perfectly legit. I kind of with Scooby Doo music in the background. Dun, 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 dun. Well, actually, no. It's gonna be more like when that elephant nose guy is later in the movie. Yeah. It's gonna be that clandestine meeting. <laughs> oh, that spy. Oh, I love that little tattooing courtyard on Battlefront 2. I'd go up onto the end of the uh, half-crashed ship and just snipe away. Snipe away. Back when I was good at Battlefront. <laughs> back, when you, back when it was not... Uh, uh, Dude, that's that's tragic. I just got this thing on, on the PlayStation 4, and I haven't played video games hardcore uh, in about eight years. And wow, I went from... Nobody would play Battlefront 2 with me because I'd have them dead in like 30 seconds to, to Karma is now kicking my butt within five seconds of every spawn. Uh-huh. Like, okay, of course, so DL forty four. Everyone has one but me. <laughs> do Do you guys have a favorite uh, cantina denizen? Is there a uh, a mask, uh, a monster, uh, a ghoulie, a weirdo that uh, uh, speaks to you particularly? Shivan. Whoever the sexy the girl is. <laughs> the Tonica sisters. <laughs> well played, Teresa. Teresa just going straight <laughs> forward. No, 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 the sexy one. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna go for, I think my spirit. I'm going to spirit animal. I'm going to emphatically go for butt face. That's who I'm going for. <laughs> I just, ever since I was a kid, I was always kind of taken by Hammerhead. Yeah, yeah Hammerhead. I love that guy who yeah. goes back to smoking uh, his joint <laughs> right after Han Solo just blasts somebody. <laughs> oh, I've seen arms get cut off before. No big deal. I like. Well, here's what's funny. Is like, no, that one's me. That one's me. The little tiny short midget one. <laughs> here's what's the, 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 old, fam. the the old people here on the commentary are all like, I like Hammerhead. Yeah, Hammerhead's cool. The young people are like, I like butt face smoking weed and the hot chick in the corner with no clothes on. <laughs> uh, so Teresa, you get lumped in with me. <laughs> <laughs> the young people. Hey, I'm completely fine with that. Hey, she's I young. am older than you, though. Yeah. Bobby, I'll say, we're here at the beginning. Uh, when, what were the circumstances you first saw the movie? Um, I, I think I told you the story when I was on uh, Star Wars Report a while ago, but basically, most of my interactions with Star Wars are completely illegal. Uh, my first viewing of this was when I was four years old and my uncle, um, this was like 1981, my uncle had gotten a VCR and he was one of the first people any of us had ever known to get one of those giant Ford Granada sized behemoths, wood paneled even. Uh, and along with the VCR that he got, um, he got a bootleg copy of Star Wars. And so for Christmas, nice. uh, my, my four year old behind was at least 15 inches away from the 19 inch TV that we were all huddled around watching this bootleg VHS copy. And when I say bootleg, I mean someone brought in uh, a camera, um, aimed it at the center of the screen. <laughs> anything that came on the, the other two thirds of the screen got chopped right off and we watched Star Wars that way for Christmas. That was my first viewing. So um, I, I vaguely remember uh, the, the jock um, and, the, and, the, and the surfer kid um, and I remember the the big walking towel yelling at everybody. And I remember there being a, a giant balloon uh, that that a bunch of X's blew up. Uh, so I, I remember the the eyeball pulling Luke into the the garbage, and that scared the hell out of me. That freaked me out. 
I did not go to the bathroom that night. Oh, um, that, that scene. And there was out. no sound during that scene. That's what tripped <laughs> me out the most about that scene. Everything got quiet, and every time it would come up, I'd be like, oh, God, it's going to happen again. It's going to happen again. I remember being a little kid at my grandma's pond, and it had all that algae junk underneath, and we'd have a, a, a round <laughs> inner tube with a board, and I fell in one time, and I just remember thinking, it's going to get me. I was like trying to get out of there so fast, and that algae was wrapping around my legs, and I almost, I mean, I'm sure I peed in the pond. I was so scared. <laughs> Out in the woods, no one can hear you scream, and there's no background music. Oh man, I remember losing quite a few uh, Star Wars toys uh, to uh, to to muddy to mud puddles and and you know made by me and or just naturally uh, playing garbage detector. <laughs> I would throw the toys into the mud. Oh no, I guess I guess the monster got you. I guess that's it for you, yeah. Chewbacca. No playtime. Just and then Sand sometimes I forget about. Collapse. Yeah. Where did yeah. he go? I lost Han. <laughs> and your mom's like, oh, you'll get another one. No, it'll never be that hard. <laughs> so uh, how are we uh, How are we digging this look back at uh, young Harrison Ford right now? The suave, smooth uh, character. Still hot, right? It's like looking at Nathan Fillion almost. I feel like we got to get no. Teresa's perspective on this one. Oh, uh, what? You got to weigh in. <laughs> what? On young Harrison Han Ford? Solo. On, on Harrison yeah. Ford. He's going solo. Uh, yeah, he, he's good, I guess. He had his whole career out of it. Tessel run in less than 12 parsecs. Come on now. Well, you know, braggy braggy. <laughs> You're more of a Luke girl, right? You, of the two, which one do you no. like more? I'm actually a neither. Neither. Give me, give me, really? give me some Maul and some Boba Fett. You're, you're, yeah. I was gonna say, or you're all in on on Alec Guinness. <laughs> I need some Maul and some Boba Fett. We're in the wrong. We're in the or, wrong. Or I, well, no. Let's be honest, though. Or the Tonica sisters. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that's Tonica true. <laughs> Good point. Good point. No, you'll get Boba in a little bit. He shows up. He does his uh, fourth wall breaking thing in a few seconds. Oh, I forgot. Oh. Was, uh, the whole Han Mabuki. Han Mabuki. Han Mabuki. Going somewhere solo. Oh, I'm such a thug. Oh. I miss. I miss the original of this scene. I'm just. It, it, I will always be a handshot only guy. <laughs> yeah, but have you seen George say uh, recently that he changed it because he's looking at Han as yeah. like a John Wayne type? You know what's funny? John Wayne didn't shoot first. You can, if you guys, do you guys have a uh, Skywalking, that really old biography by uh, Dale Pollock? It was one of the first biographies of George Lucas and a lot of, they no, used but to I've, sort of be I've like. I've heard that. a lot about it, but I, I don't have it. He actually mentions in that book that he, he's not quite happy with how the Greedo scene uh, played out. So like around 1984, he was already going on the record as saying, I don't know if I like how I did that. Like he, he was questioning it. So, I mean, it seemed a bit of a surprise when in 97 we had uh, Han Solo doing his uh, his neck snap thing, uh, his, his Beyonce-esque moves there sitting on the case. He's chair dancing to, uh, you know, put a ring on it or whatever. Um, but uh, as far back as 84, Lucas was like, if I could get back in there and, and fix that, I would do that. So he's been he was hanging on to that one for a while. One of the great things about Empire Strikes Back is that it ended with the villains kind of winning, and I liked the aspect that Han was, you know, the shoot first, don't ask questions type of captain. You know, that was mm -hmm. always something that when they changed it for me, I felt like when he came back, once he had the credits, it was the no-brainer because it's like, well, he's the hero with a heart of gold. But when he was the, I'll just shoot you and walk out and toss a coin on the counter to, as I leave, you know, when he took off, there was a possibility he wasn't going to come back. And 
that was yeah, the redeeming and, moment for Han. What I like is that, um, and Brian Young pointed this out, because guaranteed if there is a, an antagonistic opinion about Star Wars, Brian Young is going to figure out how to get some gold out from underneath the suffocation that people are attempting and try to shine a light. So you're like, okay, so maybe it isn't that bad. And he pointed out that what really makes Han a badass in that scene isn't necessarily whether he shoots first or second. It's that he doesn't care that he killed a person and then he flips like a quarter to the bartender and says clean up the mess. Like that's what's supposed to really cement Han Solo's character. Not so much whether but he nobody, first or second. nobody in the cantina cared. Like a blatant murder happens right in front of them and they all just go back to their business right away. Yeah. Actually, and, and the other thing I want to point out is that uh, Han is super cheap there. Because you know, whatever coin he just flipped at the bartender isn't going to be enough to dispose of that corpse. <laughs> just, yeah, here's a quarter. I'll clean it up. <laughs> yeah, so what am I supposed to do with this quarter? Like, go play Donkey Kong? It's not going to fix the table you just destroyed, you ass. Jeez. Han's pretty inconsiderate there. Hey, I have a question. It's Would any of you ever... Would any of you ever be interested in listening to a fangirls going rogue after dark where we don't censor ourselves or we just talk however? Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> yes. I was, I was, you didn't have to finish Although, the yes. after dark is probably going to throw a lot of fanboys off. Yeah, but it'll get a lot of attention. Why would it throw people off? Come yeah. and join Trissa and Teresa after dark. Well, then they're going to be in for like you ever watched USA with Up All Night, the kind of shows that they play after dark. Okay, okay. Okay, all right. I'm not talking about that. I'm, I'm just saying it, it could <laughs> be not necessarily the best time. I all mean, right. I like it. Guys, it's and getting. I think it'll be great content. Guys, it's getting serious now. Um, <laughs> Riley, uh -oh. the headphones are going on. I was making threats. The, uh, the room audio, the speakers are going off. Uh, the partially constructed Lego is being abandoned. Uh, <laughs> Because this is too good of a movie. You win, chat. You win. Riley gave up. <laughs> I gave up, and uh, it's time to uh, actually participate. Is this because we started talking about fangirls after dark that all of a sudden you jumped in and felt like you had to take control of I this mean, again? I mean, yes. yes. I mean, yes. kind of. I mean, possibly. Mm -hmm. It's a possibility. I posing a question. To I, the, no, actually, in all seriousness, I think that would be, that would be awesome. Uh, just careful when you tag it in iTunes because iTunes. I think gets... that After Dark might be the the not the best way to brand it. Maybe you know. I'm not saying that that would be a brand. I, it was just a question. I, I like the idea. I like the idea yeah. of you ladies uncensored. I think that it's. Uh, I think that there's a lot of fun possibilities there. It, it, you know, I think Fangirls Truly Gone Rogue or something like that mm -hmm. might be. Uh, gone you know, Renegade. That's pretty yeah, that's yeah. pretty good. I, I don't want to... Rogue, Rogue Edition. <laughs> like, I don't think there's a problem with uh, After Dark, even. Like, if 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 we're worried about stupid-ass fanboys getting the wrong idea, they're going to be very swiftly corrected by uh, Teresa herself when they actually listen. It's not, I mean, we... We, we shouldn't have to, like, tiptoe around the fact that there are idiots listening. There are always going to be idiots listening. What we should be doing is making sure we smack sense into them when they get the wrong idea. That, and so, I mean, whether it's called well, Fangirls... Like, like, our show is typically, like, we keep it, you know, family-friendly because there's kids that listen. But, you know, sometimes I just want to say the F word. Or sometimes <laughs> I want to talk Believe about me. sexually explicit stuff. Be so... 
you know. As someone who spent time that's, with that's Teresa. That's the harder one, because when you want to just drop a bomb, you can always go back and edit it. But yeah, we, we had an episode of Rebels Roundtable that we got very off topic with Vader. And it was so bad it couldn't make the blooper reel, so we released it on Nathan's Timeline Gold just as a, hey, you know, explicit lyrics. It's an hour and a half of pure gold, but not appropriate for everybody. <laughs> very colorful. Uh, like very yeah, I'm line. planning on a very colorful show. <laughs> Teresa, I think that you and Trisha and Sarah put together a fantastic show, so I will pretty much listen to whatever the three of you do. Hey, there you go. You have <laughs> Aww, thank you. Irish's right, endorsement. Wow, huge thing. We're coming up on one of the uh, the best parts here uh, in the movie. Um, I, I I love it when we we're basically at this point now are going to be stuck in a small room that is hurtling through space with uh, Han Solo uh, and Ben Kenobi and Luke Skywalker for a while. And I just love the interplay between those two, like the way Han smacks his hand and the way Mark Hamill pulls his hand back, like, yeah. like he was an injured puppy, like all that stuff, all that interplay that's about to come up, the way Han just yeah. sort of laughs. What's that flashing? He does. Yeah. <laughs> like, I love this stuff. This is the stuff that uh, really starts to, uh, it, it, it lays the groundwork for the rest of the film actually carrying the weight that it does manage to carry. And I love this stuff. It's, it's the same thing with Empire. The reason Empire works as well as it does uh, is because it's even though it's this big space adventure with a whole bunch of stuff flying three million miles a minute around the outside. Uh, what makes you care about any of these characters is uh, the stuff that happens when you're stuck in a room with them. And it's just four or five actors bouncing off of each other uh, in about a 30 square foot area. And that's the sort of stuff that I love. Well, it's and like from we a knew filmmaking. It was a space film, we knew it was a space film, but now it's like now the main protagonist is they're going into a bigger world too. Mm-hmm. Go ahead, Eric. And from a film, from a filmmaking point of view, that cockpit shot is framed really nicely. Yeah. The way they get the four of them in there, and then they can go to the two shots on either side with just uh, Luke and Han, and then Chewie and Ben. It just all works so beautifully, and. You don't realize yeah. what a small little contained space they're in, and it mm -hmm. it doesn't feel small and contained. I also want to say Leia Fisher going up against. Oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. My face, you gross old man. <laughs> the look she gives him, though, she's so defiant, not just in her tone of voice, the way she uses her words, but the look on her face, she looks like she's just burning holes through Tarkin. And I, yeah. I just yeah. love everything about Carrie Fisher in that scene. It's just but so he great. Fires, he fires right back at her, and there's a wonderful, subtle moment here where she reels back into Vader, who mm -hmm. you should be the scariest thing in the room, and she's reeling back into him almost for protection from Tarkin. <clears throat> Yeah. Nice. I want to welcome Blessed Cheesemaker to the chat, who just got back from a performance of Handel's Messiah. So, uh, welcome. Hi, Blessed Cheesemaker. And uh, also, I want to welcome the vast amount of people watching live that I did not realize were. So, thanks for watching. And also, I want to point out how amazing uh, Bobby and everybody, I'm just going to like toot my horn for a second and just say, I just printed out all of these um, uh, short, kind of foot 12-inch by 18-inch um, mini posters portraits that uh from a yearbook year calendar and they're now my background and it is so awesome i'm such a no, it, look, it looks cool it looks cool and of course the phantom menace poster framed because it's me why not <laughs> <laughs> just to uh, just to add fuel to the fire and if you're wondering what i'm talking about check our itunes reviews <laughs> <laughs> people don't like the phantom menace all right um i do i do <laughs> <laughs> 
Thank you, Teresa. Yippee! You're welcome. <laughs> I love Maul. He's awesome. And quite gone. Man, and this a- is pod racing. <laughs> Are you an angel? Okay, don't like that Phantom Menace that much, Eric. So we can stop. <laughs> I kid, I kid. Oh man. Um, let's see here. Wow. What's interesting about this this chess set is that's that's all stop motion, but it looks so it doesn't look like stop motion. It's so good. Can you make well, that classic uh, lens on lens action? It's got that that's hollow a- look to it. <laughs> Oof. Oh, why? Is to upset a Wookiee, son. <laughs> well, it's fun to catch upsetting people. a droid. It's fun to catch people out uh, on on you know message boards and Twitter and Facebook and all the like uh, when they typically go through their their set and and wrote complaints about changes and and you know the power of practical effects versus CGI. Yeah. And people who people who assume that the uh, the chess hollow the hollow chess set uh, had somehow been augmented in '97 and then kept getting augmented in 2004. And like, I know more than a few know-it-alls who try to sound super smart on the internet who point to that and say, yeah, and then they fixed that in the new ones. That just looks lame. It should have looked better in the old ones. Like, they didn't... They didn't, <laughs> didn't what? No. They didn't no, man. do anything. No, <laughs> no buddy. No. Like, I, I love people who try to play, you know, spot the CGI uh, in the prequels and in the original trilogy, uh, whatever version you're watching. Uh, and they're typically about... 30, 70. <laughs> like, if, if they were playing baseball, that's a good batting average. But uh, if you're just using your eyes and noticing things, that sucks. That's bad. <laughs> yeah. You should have them play Spot the CGI watching Toy Story. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yes. Yes. Uh, so much or yes. Avatar. <laughs> Man. <laughs> uh, quick poll around the, uh, around the virtual room. Um, what's your favorite character? Teresa. Favorite character from what? I mean, just are we talking in uh, general Star we're, Wars? No, we're talking about Disney's Tangled. What's your favorite character from Tangled? Oh, no, we're Disney's talking about Tangled. Pascal. <laughs> we're talking from Star Wars. <clears throat> well, like from what? Like prequels. The entire yeah, original saga. trilogy, Clone Wars, Dark Side, Light Side. Everything. The entire Legends to Canon and mm-hmm. back again. That's right. It's all Everything. at your disposal. Everything. Just, just clarify if it's Luke Legends versus Canon. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, Mark. All right. Everything. Everything. Um, Maul. Darth Maul. All right, all right. Uh, Mr. Bobby Roberts. Uh, I am partial to uh, Rolf the dog mm-hmm. and or Fozzie Bear. Yeah. Uh, but if I have to narrow it down <laughs> to Star Wars, oh boy, I. This answer has changed like five times. I've been asked it five times like the last five years, and each time I think I spit out the a different answer, which is part of the uh, that's a testament to how cool Star Wars is. Um, I think I'm going to go with R two. Okay, because I'm kind of shaped. I'm shaped like the guy. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I appreciate his utility. Uh, he's a smartass, so I mean, I, I identify with that quite a bit. There's just something about uh, the fact that R2 is always around, and he's he can fix things. Uh, and I've always appreciated that. And it's, it's R R2 is a good character to want to look up to. It seems like a weird thing to say, but if you could be as useful, as funny, uh, and uh, as good-hearted as that little trash can is, I think you're doing pretty well in life. So I'll say R2. Good choice, good choice. Erish, do you have a favorite? Easily the fat 
Oh, okay. So we got a fat man. Do you get mm-hmm. Do you get sick of people like saying, "Oh man, d- uh, Fett's not cool"? Why do, Why do people even like him? He didn't do anything. Do you get tired of that? No, I mean everybody has the, the right to their opinion. I mean, I just for me, it's you know, it, it's it's part of it's just part of my growing up with Star Wars. Like yeah. I remember, you know, uh, collecting the proofs of purchase and mailing them in for this character that we hadn't even been introduced yet to, you know, as a toy before Empire came out, and then an Empire. You know, he's got this cool ship, and he captures Han Solo and gets him in the carbonite. He stands up to Vader, like mouths off to Vader and stuff with his he's no good to me dead bit and everything. And I don't know, just ever since then, uh, he's just been my favorite guy. Nice. The armor is fantastic. I love the bucket. You know, he's got a freaking all the stuff on his wrists and everything. So, yeah, he's my guy. He's yeah. I mean, the design of Fett is so amazing. But um, but yeah. Oh, and then uh, all right. Uh, who am I forgetting? Of course, we got Bruce, your favorite character, sir. Yes. Well, growing up, that would have been Luke Skywalker. But then when the prequels came out, you McGregor did an awesome job, so it became more of an Obi Wan fan. But if you count the whole Star Wars universe, including Clone Wars and Rebels, it mm-hmm. is by far the puffer pick. Ah. <laughs> yes. Uh, that's a throwback Way to. Go, to uh, Way to go! I was gonna say. By the way, for the handful of people who got the reference, that's a reference to the old Dragon Con panel. <laughs> that was a good time. Uh, nicely done, sir. Uh, and then uh, Mark Curleman, let's round it out. Your favorite character, sir? Uh, I'm like Bobby, where I go back and forth. Uh, you know, and now I think like with everything Star Wars, it's almost an era by era because I I like Bruce like Kenobi a lot. He really yeah. came forward, but it always came down when I think classic Star Wars. It was always between Han and Luke, and I always leaned towards Han. Uh, but then Legends had all these great stories of Luke, so it was always like, oh well, I really like legends luke but no han has always been it for me he's been the everyday ordinary normal guy uh of star wars and i just i really like that you know that that he had this own callousness about him he was surviving on his own he had this wookie you know he was the the guy that was out there that was not afraid to just bump into any alien and just start chatting him up kind of thing do his own thing and at the time that when i first watched it he would blast somebody out of their seat not even think anything about it and i really liked the fact that he was the guy that at the end of the films got the girl i nice. thought that was really cool he felt very anti-hero to me well uh, i have not really appeal that's a good i i mean han's way up there for me and i will talk about my character i'm going to do the total podcasty thing in just a moment but first an announcement ladies and gentlemen uh, feel free to in fact i encourage you to click on the video button on skype and turn on your webcam because i have my Skype window up on the broadcast so that the good folks can see your lovely mugs, if you so choose, uh, to turn on the ye old webcam, which makes me very happy. Uh, hey, look at the first person, and the first person to drop in via video is Fatboy Roberts. <laughs> well, actually, um, I should probably uh, wave goodbye. Uh, tonight is uh, the date night that we have. Uh, me and my wife, we have a, a, a set date night every oh, so Saturday you're, night. So you're going to oh, be bringing her in to watch the movie with us. Awesome. Just <laughs> have the date. Just have the date here with her, with all of us. I've got to say, sir. Thanks for pop some popcorn. I appreciate you uh, dressing up, sir. Uh, and uh, you look great. <laughs> Looking for, very dapper. Yeah. 
<laughs> dressing up. I look like I'm wearing Roger Ebert cosplay. This isn't super dressed up. <laughs> nice. This is nice. not great. Um, but I do want to thank you guys for uh, for having me on. Thank you so much. It's good to talk to all of you uh, again. It's it's been too long, and uh, man, two weeks until Force Awakens, you guys. I know. It's nuts. I know. It's nuts. It has been too long, Bobby. Gosh, man, the last I... time I talked to you was full last of stuff year. like a year ago. No, I know. I'm sorry. But it's okay. You're I'm gonna on my go. you're on my list of for Vault Talk because the stuff's coming up. Oh man. Oh, that's right. That's right. We're going to talk about uh, Lilo and Stitch, aren't we? Yes, I think so. I think that's what we had you on for. <laughs> nice. Mm, I like Lilo and Stitch is my that's my move right there. See, if we were on uh, Teresa's late night show, I would have said what I was about to say, but instead, I, I cut myself <laughs> off. Caught well myself done, sir. Quick. Well, well played. Well played. All right. All right so I, I'm going to go. It's date night. I love my wife uh, more than I love you guys. <laughs> Don't take that. Before, but, I mean, but that's, do what that's you got to do, is. man. Do what you got to do. <laughs> <laughs> I'll see you guys later. Can Bye. You see ya. I love tonight. Take care, man. Happy Wamba way. <laughs> hey, Teresa, I don't know if anyone's uh, selected themselves for Tron and Tron Legacy, but I'm always down. Well, I'll put you on there. I mean, we're still in animated movies, so. <laughs> so uh, oh, yeah. You got a long. I don't think I'm ever going back on that show because I depressed you guys too much. I don't think I'm ever oh getting invited God. on that show. <laughs> Eric, first of all, hang on. All the movies you like, we already did. Robin Hood, Jungle Book. You know, you have to pick something like Lion King and after. We haven't done Lion King yet. All right, I'll look at the Disney slate. You need to when look you guys at the get Disney to Pixar, slate. when you get to Pixar, then you can roll me in. Okay, so Pixar, we've we have decided we're doing um, breaking news for oh. um, Blessed Cheesemaker and Wu S Kim, who actually listen. Um, we are gonna go Pixar after we are done with the animated movies. So um, we're in Lion King right now. So nice, gotta catching up. Go. Catching up. You're right, Blessed Cheesemaker. That will be 2025. You are absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> Well, um, I also have a favorite character. What's your favorite character, Riley? Yeah, what is your favorite character? Hey, Riley, what's your favorite character? Hey, Riley, are you on here? I am, I am, actually, believe it or not. Riley, do you have a favorite Star Wars character? Uh, Whoa, well... Lego Poe Dameron! Have you seen Star Wars? I have, actually. In fact, uh, Bruce, you and I first saw it that we've seen A New Hope together before, actually. Yes, in the uh, theater. Yeah, that no, Bruce awesome. and I went on a date last year uh, out to uh, <laughs> just, it's not, he True doesn't, he, romance. he doesn't characterize it this way with, with it because he has a commitment with wife and kids. But I, I like to think of our relationship as something that's, that's unique and special. And, and I mean, I, I don't want to, I, I don't want to label it, Bruce. I just, you know what I mean? I'm. I don't think there's a label that really exists for it. It's so special. <laughs> okay, it's Obi Wan. Uh, Obi Wan rocks, and, and Obi Wan rocks. Uh, Obi Wan specifically from A New Hope rocks. And you want to know why? Why, Riley? 4K. <laughs> why? Because he dies? No. Tell me why. <laughs> Ain't nothing but. A it's because. Uh, oh, good God. <laughs> It's because he cares about people. Like, you know what? You know what Yoda didn't do? 
stick around on Alderaan to look after Leia, right? Right. <laughs> wait, 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 Yoda. Wait, 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 wait. Obi Wan in the prequel or the original trilogy cares. He didn't care about. Owen he and Baru. stayed. He Obi-Wan stayed. Obi Wan had almost no contact. With, Obi Wan sat out there in a hut all by himself for like two decades. Yeah, well, it, it wasn't. Pl- you know, that's not solitude compared to Yoda just ditching everybody on Alderaan. In fact, we all know that he probably had a premonition and he just got his little green butt off that planet because he knew it wasn't going to be good. So, so Obi Wan cares enough to actually watch over Luke. He's the guardian. He stays on Tatooine. Uh, in all fairness to Yoda, he would have stuck out like a sore thumb this is on true. Alderaan, whereas on Dangobah, he blends right in. That's true. This is true. Uh, Look, it's a frog. Oh, wait, it's Master Yoda. What are you doing out here? Yeah. Waiting for Kermit? I am. Well, because there's, it's such a sense of gravitas that Alec Guinness brings to the character in this movie. And it's it's the way specifically that he interacts with Luke that, to me at yeah. least, is just just adds a level of of realism in this space opera and space fantasy. And, uh, you know, and he's, he's well, kind and of the turning point. that's why George... That's why George wanted Alec Guinness for that role. He needed somebody who's going to bring that gravitas to it. Yeah, no, absolutely. He uh, and what's interesting about Obi Wan is, is is it's a distinctly. I, I think it's really missed in Empire and Jedi. Yoda is a very different type of mentor, and the way that Obi Wan showcases his wisdom and discernment, like he's the one. He doesn't just say, "All right, Luke, now's the time. We got to go. We got to join the rebellion now." He's just like you must do what you feel is right, of course, right? Uh, and so I just, I just like the way that he's sort of Luke's turning point, and he knows not to push him because Luke's trying to decide whether to head off to uh, the Imperial Academy or whether he's got to stick around with help with the farm. Neither of which is going to help take out the Empire, and he, he lets Luke come to the decision himself because it's something that has to happen, and I love that. Obi Wan for the win. But as a Force ghost, Obi-Wan didn't necessarily pick the best opportunities to come talk to Luke. He did kind of show up at the worst time, didn't yeah. he? Yeah, like, you I, know, I why really could, hope why we get Force have, ghosts in the next film. Why couldn't he have just shown up in, like, the hangar at Echo Base instead of, you know, in the middle of a blizzard out in nowhere to tell him that he's got to go to Dagobah? That's a good question. You know... Earlier, we were talking about some of the changes at the Blu-ray, and I, I was talking about, you know, when they didn't fix some things. And I always thought that the Ben versus Vader fight could have been added to in some degree. You know, they could have gone and given us, you know, anybody wearing a hooded up Jedi robe and anyone could have been in the costume. Amped up that action a little bit. I thought that was such a missed opportunity. Yeah, but you're only saying that because of what we saw afterwards. You know, when, when Star Wars was a, its own single entity, that lightsaber duel was amazing. We'd never seen anything like that before. You know, and True. it's only because of the duel that we see with Luke and Ben and Empire and then Jedi and then the prequels where there's just Jedi all over the place. And now they have superpowers and they're flipping around and jumping like three stories at a time and landing and like crazy twirling like lightsabers and stuff that that first duel between obi-wan and vader looks antiquated oh absolutely but i'm just like you know if we were going to put a a rock wall in front of r2 like that scene should have got something too (laughs) we're all fine here 
that that scene never fit well with me in Legends because you know if Han was supposed to have an Imperial background, him stumbling through the communications seems really odd. Like, wait, Han, you've talked to Imperials before. You should at least you should be like Rex here. You know, we got a seven five eight four going on down here. Weapons malfunction with the C seventy five. You want to stay out of here until we get it one one eleven three eight. There she is. I have a question. I have a question for everybody. What's up? I said I have a question for everybody. No, no, no. That's, that's, it, it, go ask away. What's up is right oh. this way of saying ask away. <laughs> go ahead. Um, so you, we talked about favorite characters from current stuff, but I want to know who everybody's favorite characters are right now going into The Force Awakens before we see it and then Ooh. see if that changes. Ooh. So our favorite characters from The Force Awakens? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. I like that idea, Teresa. Well, let's... I'll go first. Okay, Mine's go BB-8. for it. BB-8? BB-8. I am shocked. BB-8. I'm shocked at this. <laughs> Abs- this is this is me. I'm going to look at the camera for the people watching live. This is my face when it's shocked. This is my shocked face. All right, there we go. Uh, and you guys will see it in like a 20-second delay. Uh, Mark, what's your favorite character going in? Now that we've seen some trailers. Surprisingly, I'm leaning towards Poe Dameron. I want to know more about him. Uh, You know, I'm I'm likening him to Wedge Antilles come late uh, legends. Like, I'm hoping he's going to be that awesome as a pilot. He did promise a lot back at Celebration. That he did. I, man... I think if I were to choose one, hmm, this is hard. Uh, it's, I mean, uh, Ray because Daisy Ridley's beautiful. But I, I think as far as actual characters, I'd probably go for, um, probably go for Poe Dameron, from what I've seen. I just really, I really like Oscar Isaac. He's, he's an incredible actor, and I'm kind of, I'm colored slightly uh, and slightly prejudiced because of his performance in that. Uh, Whatever that movie was with Domino Gleason with the artificial intelligence. Ex Machina. Uh, Thank you. Ex Machina. He's so good in that. Um, so oh, it's not, not because is... they photoshopped your face on him. Yeah, that's true. That doesn't hurt. The fact that listeners actually <laughs> did those photoshops. <clears throat> yeah, that's the reason why, right there. <laughs> exactly. Oscar Isaac is just killing it in a lot of performances these days. I yeah. kind of liken him to. I think he's like a young Al, Al Pacino. Um, he kind of is. The, the, the HBO series that he that he just did that. Uh, um, I'm sorry, I can't remember the name of it right now. He was fantastic in. Uh, he was in a movie. Uh, I think uh, a very dangerous year last year. That I thought the movie as a whole was just okay, but he was fantastic in it. Um, he was fantastic in Inside Llewellyn Davis. It's just anything that he's getting his hands on these days, he's really good in. I saw a trailer um, the other day for a thriller coming out early in 2016 called Mojave. And oh. he kind of plays a bad guy in it, and he looks fantastic in it. He's sort of... So I'm I, just, I wonder if he's the new Harrison Ford of the three in terms of... I, I, he's I, that, he has that kind of leading man um, vibe. Yeah, but I I don't know that we're gonna, although he is playing Apocalypse in the next X Men movie. But I'm telling you, man, I see him. You know, he, he's he's the guy that 
Yeah, he, I mean, he's gonna. He's got Oscar nominations ahead of him in his career. Oh yeah, definitely. He's just picking smart. Meanwhile, he's picking good roles. He's showing a very broad range. Meanwhile, too. Daisy Ridley's going back to college. She's pulling a Natalie Portman. Nothing wrong with that. Uh, I mean, nope. the guy who's it's gonna in be very interesting. Uh, you know, you're gonna be the biggest star gonna... on the planet in two weeks. I was gonna say, yeah. And, and, I, I want to tell you guys, I can barely handle uh, my internet fame at school. People are always coming up to me and... Uh, no. <laughs> believe me. That's not true. <laughs> I could but believe really it. blend in roles, though, you know? Actually, I mean, it's like Poe has got the Han slash Luke vibe going on, whereas there was... Ray's got the Luke slash Han vibe going on slash Leia. Yeah. You know, Finn's, like, got all these different angles. Like, it's going to be really interesting to see how the characters... Are developed in the film because right now you know everything's so out of context. Like we've gotten a few little scenes that have given some context, but there's really nothing. Well, it'll be interesting to see what we think after the film. Right now, we can name what our favorite characters are, but will that hold up after the film? Because right now, Finn's my favorite because just because I think John Boyega is so cool. He's just like so excited. He's so follow pumped, and he gets me all. He pumped. has such fantastic charisma. Yes, follow the man on Snapchat right now. Uh, he's put out links to his username because he is literally chronicling his entire press tour. Uh, it's like you're friends with, with Finn, and it's awesome. So follow him on Snapchat. Do it. Be a Finn friend. Mm-hmm. What's funny is the only, the only people who kind of know what I do in, in the college world is um, my ROTC, the cadet commander of our detachment, the cadet who, it's cadet-run program, so... The guy in charge of us all, at least at the cadet level, was in the crowd during the Dragon Con panel with Vanessa Marshall and Peter Mayhew, which cracked me up. I didn't realize it until afterwards. And he walked up and he's like, so I was there at Dragon Con. I was like, oh, excellent. How do you enjoy it? He said, well, the Peter Mayhew panel was pretty good. Nice. <laughs> uh, but that's about as far as it goes. <clears throat> I just got to say I love the little bookends that represent this scene. I've got the... Uh, action figure of the they had two packs i've got the one with which is it? han and chewy i think i don't th or maybe no i have the uh luke and leia one uh but i didn't get the other one and i really wish i did yeah <laughs> garbage compactor garbage compactor mm -hmm. slamming your head on the door <laughs> i always love that they, they did that I'm going to check in on our audio levels on Twitch real quick. Afterwards. Hey, look, it's coming through nicely. Look at that. <clears throat> I hope they gave Luke a tetanus shot when they got back to the Millennium Falcon. <laughs> oh, you better believe it. Ah. This was just another scene that, as a kid, was just so cool. Yeah. Like, these guys in this room and the walls start closing in and the, all the trash and stuff and there's a creature down in the water and mm -hmm. what's and it's interesting because looking at it now you can kind of see how awkward the stormtrooper armor looks because it's in a very unusual it's I, I, I get the idea that they didn't design it exactly for this scene but it kind of makes the trash compactor look that much more menacing in a way you right. see them all dirty and everything. 
They are going to be a lot thinner. Did everybody pick their character? Eris, did you pick yours? My character from the movie? Yeah. Um, oh, yeah, Force Awakens. And then Bruce has to do it, too. No, Bruce went. He said Finn. Oh. Who am I th- Mark, did you go? See, it's, it's kind of unfair. I, I, I kind of have to recuse myself from this one. Uh, Why? It, it, oh, it's, yeah. It, it, it's sports that. talk. You know, I'm calling the game tonight, so I can't pick a winner. Gotcha. Fair, fair enough. Fair enough. Mark, did you go? But as I said, I'm really excited to see. Uh, you know, John Boyega is is uh, really intriguing me right now, so I'm excited to see him. Nice. No, shut the mole down. Yeah, and I had said Finn too. John Boyega, he rules. Mm-hmm. Oh, uh. Uh, Jadis, uh, J-Artist says um, in the chat with her least favorite. <laughs> See, that's dangerous territory. We got to stay positive, man. <clears throat> yeah, I go, I don't answer those kind of questions. Uh, but it's totally BB-8. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. Everybody loves BB-8. Too much? Is BB-8, is it uh, a little gimmicky at this at this point? Is, is he, are we overselling BB-8? I'm kidding. I'm just Teresa stewing in the, in the background. Well, it's almost I am curious, death like, staring you right now. <laughs> like, it seems like the most obvious character would be, you know, Jar Jar. A lot of people either loved him or hated him, but I think, you know, okay, who Mark. was okay. the Jar Jar-like character of the original trilogy? And I think for me, it was Lobot. I wish they did more with Lobot. Lobot's yeah. the man. Lobot saves the day. You see when <coughs> Lando does, let's all be honest, Lando has no clue what he's doing. He just walks around in his cool-looking cape and just says, hello, what have we here? And then he turns around trying to figure out any of the business aspect of, of Cloud City, and he just looks over to Lobot, and Lobot touches the side of his head, and he's got it. Bling, ding. I can't wait to do Empire tomorrow. <laughs> Chewy, no, no. Oh, doing, <laughs> I love doing it. Empire tomorrow. Yes, we are. Anyone available to hang out tomorrow uh, for Empire? We're 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 kind of in catch up because we have to do Empire tomorrow so that we can do Return of the Jedi next weekend, which is the last weekend before the movie. I can mm-hmm. jump in for Jedi next weekend, but I can't do Empire tomorrow. I'm off to the Poconos with family for a little I hear vacation. You. I hear you. Well, consider consider the invitation extended. We'll see you for ROTJ, for sure. Well, let let me see if I'm available. My wife is sitting next to me here. Are, am I available tomorrow night? She says, "Uh, yeah, uh, yeah." <laughs> Hatch three two six eight two seven. Every <laughs> Jackson Riddle in the chat. Everyone knows Lobot is listening to the uh, BGs on those headphones. <laughs> <laughs> Stayin He's just alive. looking to stay Stayin alive. alive. We'll be dancing, yeah. Ah, 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 ah. Stayin alive. Stayin alive. Well, you can't tell by the way I use my walk. I'm a woman's man. No time to talk. Music love. Where my woman. That's my BG's impression. I need to record this stuff and then go out no, and find you a girlfriend and play them the play them the video. <laughs> this is why you want to date him. <laughs> it's this uh, is a gib. 
if, uh, if, if live streaming Star Wars movies and dancing to the Bee Gees is your thing, check out my profile on, <laughs> on that your dating website. That would be awesome. Hey, have y'all heard of the new Disney dating site called Mouse Mingle? Yeah. Are you serious? Yes, I'm serious. Mouse Mingle? Yep. I'm signing up right uh, now. <laughs> yep. Oh, they whisper oops. about magic. I mean, I, I mean, I, why not? Let's see, mouse. I, I think it's a good idea, but just Wait, why hasn't someone done this for Star thing. Wars? It's huge. Hang, hang on. Uh, what would what, what's the name for the Star Wars dating site that we need? Um, uh, well, what we have here? No, nosandhere.com. <laughs> <laughs> for your Mickey or Minnie, mousemingle.com, the place to connect people who love Disney and who want. That same magic in their relationship. I'm so tempted. I'm just gonna sign up right now, ladies and gentlemen. I really no, I just can, I can talk about. Can you for, please for do the, it? The special edition changes. That was one change that I absolutely loved. Where Han and Chewie chase the stormtroopers into the the big docking bay, and there's like a hundred stormtroopers in there. That yeah, was one of the good changes thing. that was fantastic. Yeah, that's a good one. I like that. Yeah. Now, Teresa, you're you're kind of a proponent though for uh, uh, Disney magic relationships and the magic thereof. I've got a lot of friends that are that way. Uh, one of my wife's best friends is currently on her way down to Disneyland right now for their honeymoon. Uh, but I got to admit, you know, I did Disney much much later in our relationship. I was 33, and you know, there's there's some magic there that. I was the curmudgeon going down. You know, I was like, oh, we don't need to go. But when you know the magic and you share the magic, it's like going to one of the celebrations when you're there with like-minded individuals, and it increases the awesomeness of being around those people and at those events because everything is just, I don't know, it's multiplied. By the way, uh, exactly. This is Galdem why Son, uh, in the find himself in, a Disney girl. I, I, I'm telling you. Oh, also, right in the chat, I just as soon kiss a Wookiee.com. Let's register it. <laughs> oh, here we are. The confrontation. I've been you know, waiting Kenobi's for you, Obi-Wan. Kenobi's got a deer in a headlight look there first. Oh, crap. <laughs> we meet again at last. When I left you, I, mean, I was but the learner. We, we had to put now blinking I. Ewoks into Return of the Jedi, but we had to leave this scene alone. Like, no, no, no. Wait, wait. George, George always wanted the Ewoks to be able to blink. They couldn't make them blink when they shot Jedi. And so it took him like 30 years to finally achieve what he wanted to achieve. And you know, you know what I... the very beginning. Exactly. And you know what I say, Eris? God but, but, okay, bless the man. That, what about the it's rock, though? Because he could have got a time. rock and put it in front of R2. <laughs> Let the rock go, man. <laughs> wow. Except for I heard it. Look, you I, I know, they were his awesome movies. Figure. I get, I have no issue with him, you know, making changes as he sees fit. You know, if you don't like the changes that he's made, then watch the older version that you do like. It's that simple. Amen, you know, brother. Nothing's being, nothing's being forced on anybody. True that. That's true. Man. Eris, have you heard about The Mentor? The fan film slash fan, well, oh, 
this you would like it i i won't even call it it's a student film it's amazing it's done it's star wars in the style of tarantino oh really what they do is it is it cuts a new hope to get together as about an hour film and only follows obi-wan's story through the movie and it intercuts throughout the movie flashes uh, flashes back to attack of the clones and Revenge of the Sith, but again, only Obi-Wan's oh, nice. story. And at the end, this duel right here, they're flashing back and forth between the Revenge of the Sith duel and this one. And they end the movie in this giant climatic um, way of the twins being born and the rising music uh, as uh, Luke escapes, and that's how the movie ends, and it's so good. So good. i got to check this out. How long is it? I want to say it's about an hour, 22 minutes. It's tight. It's really well done. Oh, so it's like a full-length film. Yeah, and it's on yeah. – because it's, on, it's it on YouTube? It, no, it's on Vimeo, and it's the reason it's up online, unlike like a lot of fan edits, uh, is that it's it's really – it's a student project. Uh, so it's kind of in the educational territory of like what if you were to you know, right. experience this film edited very differently, which I like. All right, I'll look for that. Absolutely. It's called The Mentor. If you Google The Mentor Star Wars, I think it's like the first thing that comes up. Okay, cool. We watched it with my dad uh, when he was on leave uh, a couple weeks ago, and it was really fun. I hope that... Okay, hit it, Chewie! You know, as much as people give John Boyega crap for being sweaty, you know who else is kind of sweaty a lot in this movie? It's it's Harrison freaking Ford. (laughs) You know how sweaty I would be <laughs> if I had just been running through the Death Star wearing a freaking Stormtrooper outfit that would have been way too small on me, rubbing <laughs> in all the wrong places, and then just running all the time. And there, there's probably, like, no air conditioning in that place. I mean, you can't crack a window to get a breeze. <laughs> I would be miserable. No, you can't. Chafing. Chafing I, in places we didn't know we could chafe. Uh, <laughs> by, by the way, this, the line here, run, Luke, run, is run, just – there, there's a few Star Wars lines that are just part of my, like, everyday life. And anytime I see somebody jog by me on the street or whatever, I just go, run, Luke, run. I can't help but do it. <laughs> I, I always love the physics of the gun pod. Uh, you know, it, it confused the heck out of me for the longest time. But once, you know, yeah, can you, you explain that? I've been wondering on a how model that of the ship. Well, okay, so what it is is the ladder you see him in, I don't know if you can see on my video here, uh, you know, Han goes up and Luke goes down. But the way the gravity works is like the ship would be pointing up and down. You know, they're both looking out in their direction. It's kind of like how when you're on the bottom of the earth, you still think you're on the top of the earth kind of scenario. The but internal it's... gravity of the ship. <laughs> it is kind of a suspension of disbelief. And, and really this whole well, movie is the whole physics of the way the TIE fighters are swooping around and everything. Well, and one of the things that's always bothered me is like anytime the Falcon makes some, you know, crazy maneuver or whatever, they would all be flying around inside the ship. There would be stuff like loose tools or whatever flying all over the place. And one of the things I'm excited about The Force Awakens is in one of the commercials or trailers or whatever, you see the scene where the Falcon does like a barrel roll and BB-8's like rolling around inside it. So mm-hmm. I'm hoping that they finally caught up and fixed that. Um, well, they always talked about they, internal they compensators. They do it on Rebels too. You know, anytime Hera takes the ghost into a crazy maneuver, 
you know, for the most part, they're all just fine inside the ship. Nobody's getting flip flapped around. I'd be vomiting all over the place in there <laughs> with some of the moves that these ships go through. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the EU, they played with the internal compensators a lot. Uh, and, and, like, especially in the New Jedi Order, they would turn them down a little bit so the pilots could fill the Gs more and it would help them I'm in sorry, their rolling man, and that's stuff. Not that's not. <laughs> I, I know. That's that's the downside. Is that, you know, is it like Tarkin's first name? Is something like that still going to roll over or not? <laughs> no, Wilhoff was in Tarkin. Oh, oh. Yeah, I know. That's Boom. that's just it. It was like, but at, at the point of when they did the break off with Legends, we had no idea if Wilhoff was still going to be his first name. That was up in the air as well. They did it. And you have the Wookie hug. Those are the best. And how did 3PO get into that deep of wires? I mean, that's a serious... Ooh. Like, did he unhook Fun fact, something? that shot was shot for the beginning of the movie on the Tana 4. Uh, there was supposed to be a shot that that's how he got separated from R2 and R2 gets the plans. Uh, but really? uh, they used the shot later here because they wanted to keep the editing in that uh, in those first few minutes a little bit tighter that uh, spe specifically Marsha Lucas was uh, editing. So uh, these are the kinds of things you learn on how Star Wars conquered the universe. <laughs> Again, as much as I've seen this film and read things, I've never heard that one. And you're right. I've learned something tonight. I can go to bed happy. All right. That's what we're here. This is the kind of content you get for tuning into the Star Wars Report Live at StarWarsReport.com slash live. Thanks to everybody in the chat who's joining us. As as silly as this is, like in the uh in the Family Guy Star Wars edition, the uh nice shooting that kid now don't get cocky line was one of the best lines in it. Yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> don't get penisy. Uh, it's just fantastic. <laughs> there was a lot about that special that I didn't I, like, but that line did kind of crack me up. I'm not the couch. Lie. The couch scene was what got me. No, yes. no, no, try to the left. No, yeah, no, no, with, no. Uh, your side. out. The couch is still wedged up the ramp. Can I take a moment to, um, uh, Arish? I'm going to play you and Bruce a piece of audio that right. I think you're going to like a lot. Uh, but the first thing I have to do is actually uh, queue it up. So we were recording our um, Star Wars Tonight, the Friday bonus episode. Uh, I hear you're doing a, a daily talk show now? Yeah, Star Wars Tonight, available now on yes. iTunes. Burning up the charts on the new Noteworthy. Make sure you subscribe and join in the fun. We'll have to subscribe to this and check it out. Yeah, the it's four days a week. Uh, actually, we got a lot of folks listening live who may not know it know this. So yeah, Star Wars Tonight, it's four days a week in the feed. Um Steve Glosson's co-hosting. Uh, so is Justin Robert Young. So is from another mother on. I definitely have to check it out. Absolutely, he's on uh, Tuesdays. Amy Ratcliffe's on Wednesdays, and we cap off, cap off the week with uh, South Georgia radio personality Scott Rifen on Thursdays. Uh, but we also do Friday episodes for the people who support us on Patreon. But I'm going to play a clip from our Friday episode because we had so much fun doing it anyway. <laughs> that I feel like I, people need to hear this. So Mark and I, it's towards the end of the night, we've been recording for forever, and I've been re I've, this is the seventh day in a row of me recording. So I start to get a little bit uh, slap happy. Got a little loopy. So this is like... Yeah, my day three. This is from the uh, end of the episode. Here we go. So that's that's from the end credits, <laughs> but we we nice. we start the episode with this piece of audio and with no pre-planning. This is what we did. Here we go. Uh, get ready for your best uh, Lando yell. Yeah! 
<laughs> that was us. That's totally That's... unplanned. Uh, <laughs> Mark, I love the fact that Mark immediately defaulted to Nian Numb uh, so perfectly. <laughs> I, well, I was like, I'm like, when is it coming? When is it? And then all of a sudden, you're all, yeah! I'm like, uh, no, 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 no. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Classic. Yeah, Blessed Cheesemaker, uh, who is one of our fine patron supporters. Uh, yeah, Teresa, are you back with us? <coughs> yeah, I'm here. We we violated I having you... At, because my cats are being crazy. Blessed right? Cheesemaker in the chat was uh, getting on to us because we didn't get you on as is, was kind of tradition on the Friday bonus episode of Star Wars Tonight. Yeah, what the heck was up with that? I know. I gotta get you. Uh but did you hear did you hear uh the Mark and Riley impression of Lando and Ian Numb? I missed it. Well folks, if only I could just have that queued up like oh I don't know, right now. Here we go. <laughs> that's what we were that's what we were doing. Uh okay. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> I have a feeling we're going to hear this quite often. This is all. Yeah, we, we got to find a way to put this into a celebration uh, little reel. Yeah. Oh, that's <laughs> going to be one of the ringtone for my phone. Uh, sir, it'll be available <laughs> very soon. <laughs> I'll be posting it. I'm just going to post in the podcast feed of Star Wars Report just that with no context. <laughs> just 30 seconds of a podcast. Oh, I love Luke. Hey, Riley. Uh, yes. What's up? Hey, remember? How I called the thing from the TIE Fighter, the little ball thing in the middle. The, the cockpit? <laughs> yeah, I did it again on Rebel Yell. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Uh, Steve was like, the cockpit? And I was like, or the little ball thing in the middle. <laughs> uh, I have my Lego TIE Fighter right around the corner. I, I want to go grab it now. Um, you know... It makes me think of something. We just saw the Falcon flying into Yavin 4 a second ago. And, you know, I'm a big fan of the die cast, the micro machines, and these things. And one of the things that lately I've been really debating and pondering about is the different types of thrusters. Uh, you know, the Falcon's got that long, Geordi LaForge visor looking thruster that gives it one constant thrust. The Star Destroyers, they've got their three or so uh, main big ones, and then they've got the little ones around them. But I've always wondered, you know, the difference is because, like, the Ghost has got two small little ones that blast it out. Do the engines themselves make the ships, you know, substantially faster just by how they're blasting out the back? I mean, that's one of the things that Mark, I've just been pondering. Down, step away from the microphone and leave the room. <laughs> <laughs> There's too many. I, well, she's talking about the TIE Fighters, and I was watching the Rebels the other day, and I finally saw the two engines on the side i always thought that center part in the back was the actual engine but clearly i was wrong all this time you know i don't know if you can see them right there but yeah rebels had a great view of it and you saw the little red twin ones i'm like what the heck's going on i dig ships <laughs> mom uh, daddy's in this room talking ships. about star wars ship engines again with his friends online <laughs> <laughs> you have no idea. You have no idea, Eric. Yeah. I don't know. We've lost it for hours. About ships. <laughs> What's um? We we skip past the scene, but I love the uh, I love the scene where Luke is just like, "That's eh, bets. I used to bullseye womp rats in my T sixteen back home." And uh, Bruce, that's our cue. Ooh, I'm Luke Skywalker. I can bullseye t womp rats in my T sixteen back home. Ooh. Lottie freaking No, I'm going to record that and show that to your future girlfriend. 
<laughs> Teresa, you you don't understand. This is not going to work. You you need you need to know this. Oh, oh, it will. You are getting on mouse mingle, sir. <laughs> mouse mingle. You just mouse wait. Mingle. You'll be here in two weeks. I'm going to take all kinds of pictures for your profile and some videos. <laughs> uh, we'll likes see how it goes. He staring at twin, sun, twin sun sunsets. Mm -hmm. Long he, walks through the Dagobah swamp. He needs his own his, Funko Pop figure. His, Looking for a girl who works in a factory so he can walk in in his officer's uniform and pick her up and walk out. My dinner's on Naboo. Let's. I I mean. I feel and like at a bar he'll surprise you every once in a while with, "You never close your eyes anymore when I kiss your lips." Man, I wish somebody would do that to me. <laughs> top gun you? <clears throat> yeah, I would love for someone to top gun me. <laughs> there you go, Riley. All right. Get your cadets together. Oh, you have no idea. Um, I, have I, uh, Teresa, I know I took, didn't I text you the pictures that are detachment of all the little uh, ceiling tiles that we paint every year? Yes, you did. Erish, at the at our RTC detachment, flights get their own kind of designated name as a unit for identity, and half of them always choose Star Wars names. And nice. part of that tradition is in our uh, lounge, you have the traditional kind of um, foam ceiling tile type things, and right. we take them down and then paint them in the crest or logo of the flight theme. So, like, I was part of the Delta Dubacks last semester. because oh, we're, cool. we're running out of Star Wars names because so many people have used them. So we're down to Delta Dubacks. Well, you got a, in two weeks, you'll have a whole new slew of names to choose from. So. This is true. This is so true. Yeah. And when you run out of those, in a year, you'll have another whole new slew of names to choose from. I love and Then you only got to wait six, six months month after wait. that. Red Leader is, yeah. the, Red Leader is the man. This so is I got a theory on that on release dates I want to run by you. My theory is after we get episode 8, we are never going to see another Star Wars film back in December. What do you think? You think the odds of that are, uh, are going to be okay? I'm thinking May's going to be the home. A 6 month gap I could see him doing, but I don't see him doing a year and a half gap between films. No, I think it's going to stay it, it, May. Look, I I don't know. I have no information about future release dates. Um, but yeah, I agree with you. I think they're moving Star Wars back to May. And honestly, I think that one of the reasons they're doing that is that, uh, you know, you've got a bunch of sequels for these certain like nine foot tall blue aliens that are coming out. And, you know, Star Wars took the Avatar release date this year and next year. Um, oh, and I think that when a I think Avatar 2, when it hits in 2017, will be that kind of week before Christmas mm. date. So that that's my thinking. No, that makes sense. I can see that. I'm a big fan because of them doing it in winter, but I, d I don't see them keeping it now that it's going in May. It's Titanic like, well, that's been the home of Star Wars. Red October. Avatar both opened middle of December. Red October standing by. And it's, Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Helen Redding standing by. Red Fox standing by. Everyone's in the chats going crazy. <laughs> Simply Red standing by. <laughs> they should have had a pack of Big Red gum. Big Red here. 
Fred October standing by. And I love that it was the submarine, too. <laughs> yes, I forgot about that. <laughs> I can hold it! I can hold I it! Oh, not Parkins! Not Parkins! Dude, no. I have a really cool yeah, fan-made Parkins blowing up model. Do, do, really do. Cool. That's my, <laughs> my terribly out-of-tune trumpet. Yellow submarine. What is going on? How did we go to the Beatles? I'm. Y'all said submarine. Uh, oh. This is this is true. That we did. Uh, I, we were fair warning. I'm going to periodically just be doing this number right here. Watch it. You've got one on your tail. Just so that we can uh, really start to participate. Because this there's something about whenever we've done a commentary, and I've done a couple of these over the last couple of years. But whenever there's we watch. There's my boy Porkins. <laughs> whenever, hey, way to go, Porkins! Whenever um, I got your teal card this week. Oh, uh, wait. Poor Porkins. Yeah. Moment of silence. Yep. Moment of silence, please, for Porkins. I can hold it. I can hold it's it. It's always the fat guy that dies first. Yep. Yes, indeed. I love the Thai pilot. Uh. Look. Oh, mustache man! Yes! All them generals, oh, yeah. man! Back Bruce and I have a... Charge. So whenever they flash back to the rebels gathered around this data table as they watch the battle unfold, look out for mustache man, because that that man's mustache deserves his own credit in the movie. That's mustache slash uh, sideburn man, right? That's... You know, okay, so, so Leia being a general in the new film, you know, we were talking about this on Star Wars Report, Riley, but... You know, we later see Han and Lando be generals. It's like at this moment, being a general is a big leader thing. But by the time we get to Return of the Jedi, it's like, and you're a general, and you're a general, and you're a general. I'm like, I think Leia needs to be more than a general, man. General Solo. Like a major general. Oh, look out. Gold Squadron's coming in. I saw the official thing on the Star Wars Twitter account about Black Squadron today, and I think I'm really excited about that. That's so cool. Why is there no Purple Squadron? I mean, it's only a matter of time. Yet. There you go. Keyword. There needs to be. Hera needs switch, to decide to switch her deflectors on. This guy look, sounds a little bit, a little bit wasted. How many guns do you think, Goldfire? <laughs> Put your deflectors on. Is that what you're trying to say? Uh, hey, Riley. He's the, the Jesse of the group. Switching to... Don't dude. you enjoy being around wasted people at Disney? I mean, <laughs> yes, it's it's great. It's it's awesome. <laughs> that guy reminds me of Adam Carolla. <laughs> Stabilize your rear deflectors. <sighs> I still feel so bad for you for that. Shh. But that was fun. Stabilize your rear deflectors. <laughs> This is okay. All right, that's enough. <clears throat> stay on target. Stay on target. Stay on target. I said Luke, stay. You turned off your targeting computer. It's it's no good. I can't over. Spying on me. Let it's me no do good. Thing. Loosen up. Ah! Red leader, this is going to be lost, Tyree. Lost, touch. Okay. <laughs> hey, it's the spoiler warning for Beyond the Film. Have your ship standing by? Evacuate? In our moment of triumph? I think you are, Mark, are you watching it? What are you watching behind you? 
Who me? The, the film. Mark. I'm watching the movie. Oh. <laughs> you know the other thing I didn't understand here is why did they start at the beginning of the trench? Why not just like fly in right before the exhaust port and fire your torpedoes? Yeah, drop right? in from way up high. You know, so you don't have to run this whole gauntlet of TIE fighters and turbo lasers firing at you. Yeah. Erish, because that's not dramatic. I know. Yeah, you're I know, thinking like when, somebody when, who's actually played when, Battlefront. When, when, you, when you've seen a movie like 2,000 <clears throat> times like we all have, you start to, you know, nitpick. Keep your eyes open My for those show. enemy fighters. So don't you think this hat looks really sharp on <laughs> we should do. Okay, we should okay, take something. it. And we should do the bad. The what's it called? Like bad lip reading. Nice. Oh um, yeah. Well, okay. Earlier, when Luke's wearing the blast shield down, what's what's the point of the blast shield? Like when Luke has it down, that's like solid steel. You can't see through that. That's why it's a shield. Yeah, that's why. It, it, yeah, but could you, you imagine using that in actual combat? Right. Like. Like, Almost it's there. Stuck. I can't get it off. I can't see anything. This ah, this is so. This is such good editing. It's so intense. Hex wings are just so cool. It's away. Earthquake. Negative. Oh, mustache man. <clears throat> Repeat. We did not line it up. <laughs> Right above you. Turn to point. Oh, five. We'll cover for you. Hey there. I just lost my starboard engine. Such a man. Such a man. I'm going to get through. He... Oh, my girlfriend's going to be mad Almost. at me. <laughs> Almost there. But you know, Damn. guys, if I would have come into the trench a lot later, I would have been a lot closer to it. <laughs> I wouldn't have gotten blown up. Mm-hmm. It's right away. All right, so he fires the two torpedoes. Yep. They blow They blow up, but then when Luke comes back around and fires his, there's no damage to that exhaust port area. I mean, oh, the maintenance droid already came like, out and scrubbed it. You know, you know how he says it just unpacked it off the surface. I think he's trying to save himself because he just totally missed it. It just, like, shot way past it. <laughs> Uh, yeah. totally lying. I just, I was like, it's, it just is right there. It was like, um, it was like two meters off, like the size of a womp rat. The yes. battle was like, great. Uh, see, <laughs> see what happened was, is that like I had it, but I, it must have been like the gravitational pull of the Death Star. I don't know, but it was on target. It was, it was right. I was using the targeting computer. It was. <laughs> Right there, just impacted it off it the surface. Oh, and here goes the coward. The ultimate punk move. I'm hit. I've got a. Sorry, I can't help you. Sorry, I'm just out. Goodbye. So long. So you, I'm wedge. So I guess Achilles. aftermath is karma for wedge. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Boom! And it's Biggs. Biggs. I shall take care of you. Biggs goes out. 
his dark light is snuffed. His huh. his mustaches no more. You know, I just got to take a moment here to give props to Marvel Comics because we've just recently saw the second encounter of Luke versus Vader in uh, ship combat in Vader Down, and wow, what a kickoff to a series. Mm. Indeed, indeed. Luke, trust me. Trust him, Luke. He's talking to you from the dead. He knows some stuff. His computer's off. Bob and Weave. Luke, what's wrong? Nobody shuts off their targeting computer. I have the force, bitches. Yes. Okay, I cried when I was a little kid when that happened to R2, man. That was that was some that was some cold stuff right there. That was hard. The Death Star has cleared the planet. I know we didn't have to go around this giant gaseous orb. <laughs> we could have just blown it up, but the Death Star has cleared the planet. Oh, also, you no, know, they if they would have such... blown that up, that would have been an amazing ending. Like, you watch the planet oh, blow. Oh, you know, the, this has to happen with whatever that super weapon is in The Force Awakens. There has to be a planet, and he just blows it up. <laughs> But hey, you know, such a deal is made of Tarkin not leaving the Death Star. But meanwhile, none of the rebels are leaving Yavin base, even though the Death Star is right there ready to blow up their planet. Yeah. I mean, they're they're all in. They... Blue! That's my impression of I that. Would have been, I would have been on a ship and out Here of there so folks. fast. Here it is, folks. You guys stick around. I'm Yeah. Everything up. Great shot, kid. That was one in a million. Remember. Remember. Force will be with you. Always. Yes. Mm. That's such a ah, so good. That's my tie fighter noise. <laughs> it sounds like a you cat. Know, Vader was doing a Fred Flintstone swing. The Emperor's gonna kick my hiney. You can say but. Oh, there's the carry line. Luke, carry! I knew you'd come back. Hey, it's okay, Vader. You're going to get saved by a character from Lost Stars, so you'll be all right. <laughs> That's so good. Mm. Ah, Boom. I'm going to put that in the chat. Boom. It's your birthday. Boom. It's your birthday. Here's the music. My best friend at college uh, used to do Dance of Joy to this. Used to what now? Do the Dance of Joy to this. Oh, nice. Bum, ba-dum. 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 Where's the statue of Bale Organa? That's what I want to know. Well, that would be cool. I knew there was more to you than money. Who are all these people? Why were they fighting? <laughs> yeah. It was a fool's errand. I got here. I heard you blew up the Death Star. Good job, guys. Good job. I sat here and watched you do it. We yeah, are... I went through training and everything, and then you gave this farm boy the 
<laughs> ship to go blow up the Death Star while I sat here. <laughs> hey, uh, there's much. Uh, you know what? Why does he get the award? All he did was save Luke. Like, hey, you get an award for saving the hero. <laughs> Wedge is like, what do I get, man? You get the weenie award for running. <laughs> his his <laughs> really? Womp Rat score in Beggar's Canyon was better than yours, so we gave him your ship. <laughs> the Womp Rat <laughs> test. You lose points when you leave the trench. <laughs> oh, and it's the R2 rocking back and forth. And the super that shiny my, 3PO. Get, dry my tears. R2 is okay. R2 is uh, okay. Hans' version of dressing up is that you know, he cut he, he buttons up the shirt and stop blasting chest for the ceremony. <laughs> well and he shined his boots too. Well, and aren't they blue pants? I mean, weren't they black pants earlier? He's like, yeah, I gotta put on my blue jeans. Ladies and gentlemen. That's the saddest part of every film right there. Ladies and gentlemen. This concludes the Star Wars Report live broadcast of A New Hope. We would like to thank Teresa Delgado for joining us. Teresa, where can folks find you as they're uh, watching live and for the folks watching this on the YouTubes? At Ice Cold Penguin on pretty much everything. And make sure that you're listening to Disney Vault Talk and Fangirls Going Rogue. And Fangirl Chat and Star Wars Bookworms. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. If folks, what you want to do is follow uh, my good friend Bruce Gibson. He's on the show Cloud City Casino. How can folks find that as well as uh, your other social efforts, Mr. Bruce Gibson? Well, yeah, because Cloud City Casino is part of the Star Wars Report family of podcasts. So you can find us there and I'm on Twitter at Admiral underscore Rex. And if I'm not there, I'm probably listening to Fangirls Going Rogue mm. After Dark. Good, good, good choice, sir. Good choice. <laughs> also, uh, Mr. Erich Schernerweiss, uh, bringing the uh, bringing the class this evening, and I think also bringing a little bit of um, of uh, of grounded perspective to Mark Hurlman's insanity. I appreciate your contribution this evening, sir. <laughs> well, thank you. Thank you very much. Well, thank you. Where can folks find you online, man? Uh, Twitter at Darth underscore Duff. Do it. Follow him. Follow him for sure. And uh, and uh, you guys, uh, Del Rey, staying busy. So uh, we can't wait to see everything that you have coming a out. A lot of exciting books coming out next oh, year. Can't wait. Can't wait. So stay tuned. Make sure you're uh, following the Star Wars uh, Books official and, Facebook uh, page. Force Awakens ebook mm. uh, novelization by Alan Dean Foster on sale December 18th. Holy cow. And the Prince hardcover will be on sale in, in your bookstores January 5th. Man, that's less it's than two fantastic. weeks. Quick question, sir. Do you, uh, and if you can't answer, fine. But um, will the audiobook be available at the same time as the ebook, or is that in? Uh... I don't. I'm not positive. I I know that there's definitely going to be an audiobook. I've been working with our audio uh, colleagues on it, uh, but I believe it's on sale early January. Awesome, awesome. That's gonna be that's that's gonna be my way. I'm gonna experience it all again, uh, just in the but, imagination uh, you know, of the check mind. Check Random House Audio for the actual on sale dates for it. Absolutely, absolutely. Mr. Mark Herleman is on Beyond the Films Rebels Roundtable. Uh, he is at Illogical Rogue Two on on the Twitter. Uh, Mark, what if is there one project you want to highlight this evening for the folks watching us here? I would say right now my biggest project is uh, trying to get...
farther in Battlefront. I'm also <laughs> Illogical Rogue 2 on PlayStation 4. There you uh, go. You can always email me at illogicalrogue2 at hotmail.com. There you go. Oh, Mark, 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 and Mark. Listen Mark, for Mark. his new podcast, Star Wars <laughs> Ship Engines, coming soon. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Mark, do you have Infinity? Not yet, but I plan on getting it at some point now that we've got a system I am, that plays I am Ice Cold Penguin on PlayStation 4. So nice. Well, I sent you a friend request. So there we go. Did I, did I accept it? I'll have to check. There we go. And also, also, I'm new to it all. Guess what? Uh, also, um, when it comes to uh, Disney Infinity, uh, the good folks at Waze, the GPS app, have been sponsoring us this week. And part of it is looking like very soon uh, we'll be in the PlayStation 4 family. So because those folks are awesome. Um, but yeah, here's one thing. If, you wanna, if you're listening to this or watching this on YouTube and all the folks listening live, thank you so much uh, for being a part of this. This has been a huge event. It's by far the biggest live stream we've ever done. Thank you so much for being a part of it. Everyone who RSVP'd to the Facebook page, it's been amazing. Uh, I feel so much so that I have to let the music... I have a quick question before we actually sign off. It's, it's the end of the credits here. Yes, sir. Do you think, do you think we'll see a post-credit scene in The Force Awakens? Because it's kind of become the thing to do now with these movies. I think so. I have to ask a question to answer your question. Hope so. Did J.J. do that in Star Trek? Mm. Way to pop our balloon, know, but, Teresa. You know, they, do it in all, they do it in all the Marvel movies, and we know there's more Star Wars movies coming after this. I think they should. But, it would be a smart it's direction. It's not Marvel. It's kind of a Marvel thing, so I don't see it as a J.J. thing. I think, yeah, but I think they JJ will. J.J. didn't know that there was going to be a Star Trek two when he made Trek one. He didn't know there was going to be a Trek three when he made Trek two. We already know that Rogue One is coming out next year, and yep. Episode Eight is eighteen months later. I mean, there's there's a slate of Star Wars movies now, like there are the Marvel movies. Yeah, I do you know, not do you, know. And, and Marvel's really raised that bar. I mean, people people will sit no, through the credits now so. for that reason. Yeah, will we get our first peek at Rogue One maybe at the end of this? I th I think we'll awesome. get. I think no, here, I I'm going to go on. I'm going to go on record right here, right now, and say I think we're going to get our first look, not at Rogue One, but at yeah, Episode eight. 8. Yeah. Yeah. I think it would make not as much sense to do Rogue One at the for Episode 7 because Episode 7 is chronologically further down. And it seems like when, when they do it with the Marvel movies, it's like, you know, what's coming next kind of feel. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Kind of like how, you know, it's like, and next week we're going to have kind of thing. But I think Marvel has proven that it's got the staying power. I mean, it keeps my butt in – and I watch all the credits now just in case because I'm like, dude, that was so cool the first time they did that. You're like, oh, my God, even though yeah, the scenes I, were small I, I and sit in the theater, like Ant-Man, I'm sitting there and, you know, people are leaving. I'm like, where are you going? There is a scene coming up. Yeah, you yeah, know, the Boromir mean. They're still. See, I, I call just it. Let those people. I, I call I let the morons just leave. I'm like, you know what, Teresa? I call them on a case by case basis. I, uh, I was gonna say, Teresa. I call it the sucker parade at the end of the theaters yeah. for those. I'm like goodbye, goodbye, goodbye. So if we're not if we're not gonna see Rogue One peak at the end, do you think we might get a teaser trailer at the beginning then? I think Does it so. Make sense? I think that's smart. I mean, Rogue One's well underway of filming. Star Wars movie to the, the biggest audience you're ever going to have. Exactly. I mean, I don't see why you wouldn't if you I have it there. I think we should send this out on the Twitter verse. We should. 
We absolutely should. I shall. I shall send it. Speaking of the Twitterverse, um, as uh, I guess we'll kind of kind of hate to, but uh, wrapping up our sign off, uh, there are two things I want you to do if you've enjoyed uh, this po- uh, this pseudo podcast, this uh, this live broadcast. Uh, go to, over to the follow Sparty. button on the left side of your screen on Twitch and make sure you follow. That way you'll get a notification of when we go live. We're going to be doing all kinds of live stuff. Um, it's becoming an institution here at the, the Star Wars Report. So uh, I'm, I'm super excited about, about it and uh, super thrilled with the amount of people who showed up live and participated in the chat. Huge thanks to you guys uh, all. And we really, uh, you know, and again, kind of as a, as a way of signing off, huge thank you to a lot of you who are in the chat right now who are patrons. Uh, this wouldn't be happening without you. I can I can definitely say that for sure. So huge thanks to everybody. Uh, I'm on Twitter at the Riley Guy. Of course, you guys remember at Star Wars Report as well. Uh, and if you're if you like this kind of stuff, uh, we've got one more week wrapping up uh, Star Wars Tonight, a nightly Star Wars podcast counting down to the Force Awakens. Uh, so that will not include me because Friday episode. Like uh, I mean, except for like the last three days, which are all reserved for you, Teresa. <laughs> I, That's true. Take that. <laughs> so we'll see you guys real soon. Thanks for uh, stopping by the live stream. Uh, and oh, instead, it'll be kind of less formal, but we'll be rounding up a few people and doing this again tomorrow for Empire so that we can do it again officially.